Another week, another talking dirty from home. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's surprise, surprise. Hello, everybody. Um, so this week, we got for you a uh, little bit of college football update for the championship. Then in the NBA, we have player versus fan beefs. Some of these are formulating throughout the league, so we'll give you a breakdown on who, what, where, when, and how. Then in the NFL, we got the Week 18 recap, the end of the regular season, uh, your injuries, your headlines. Then we also have the Talking Dirty regular season awards. So we're going to be giving you our picks for all of the various awards the NFL season does. Um, and then we've got, of course, segments and then the Super Wildcard Weekend Pick'ems. Then over in Pop Culture, we got the Jackass Forever trailer. <laughs> we're on air. And we got the Book of Boba Fett uh, recap for the episode uh, three. And then we didn't get a chance to see Peacemaker, but we'll talk about that a little bit. And then, of course, your jams of the week. So with that, Ryan, take it away. Uh, before we get started, koozies, $7 a piece. Um, if you're interested, you can DM us. They are blue. They are orange. They keep your hands warm. They keep your beer cold. Uh, they do everything you need. But also, new yeah. sponsor alert. Ooh. Uh, terrible. Josh Kent's dad. He, he has a painting company. Oh, and, I love it, yeah. And Josh told he told him about how it was like Ryan really, they, they really wanted to sponsor. And he said, oh, I'll sponsor him. And he's gonna give us ten bucks. <laughs> he gives yeah. ten bucks and we're just gonna plug him every beginning of every episode. So, so what's the company uh, name? I don't I think he's just Bob Kent's painting. <laughs> I told Josh to write it up a a script and he doesn't have it, hasn't. So he he listens, so I'm sure he'll send us a script for next week. Okay, okay. Well, that's not on us. That's on him for not getting the scripts. Regardless, uh this is sponsored by him. You need your house painted you're in the North Hills of Pittsburgh area. Or even I don't know if you guys pass that, but North Hills area, need your house painted, hit up Bob Kent's uh hit us up, we'll we'll put you in touch. Uh but yeah, that being sure. said, let's get into it. Yeah. To it with some college football leading off. Uh, so congrats to. Uh, I'm good. How are you? Fuck. <laughs> Dude, you always tee me up to just get started. I just like think about going into it. And ah, oh, damn it. How um, you doing, what's, man? What's with your mental block? And you've been doing this. You did this over a hundred times, and you were fine. And then it's literally we get to like a hundred and ten-ish range, and you just forget. Weed's a hell of a drug, man. Dude, apparently, like I mean, apparently, every harmlessness of the weed be thought this is not true. How you doing? Good. Uh, we're we're virtual because it was calling for a mix of snow and rain, and my car was awful in snow and or rain. So I got went and got tires tonight, cost me like six hundred bucks. But now I can actually drive. And that's a good, good trade off. Yeah. Yeah, six hundred bucks to be able to drive <laughs> the car that I pay for. Yeah. No, but yeah, I'm. I have a trip with Columbus coming up next weekend, so I just wanted to make sure my tires were good before I went. Yeah, that'd be ideal for that trip. Yeah, we're going to Columbus to go see a Penn's Blue Jackets game. Ooh, ooh. I'm going with Stalter, who's a big Blue Jackets fan. Penn's are doing pretty well too. Who Penn's? Yeah, yeah. we're killing it. Malcolm just got came back and he had two goals in his first game back this season. Yeah, yeah. How are you doing? Ah, uh, I'm doing all right, living the dream. How's um, not working from home? <laughs> 
I got burned out of working home from home twice. And I'm just like, fuck, man. This sucks. You should just quit on the spot. I was just mad because I bought a bunch of groceries, like, getting ready for it. Yeah. You're I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to, like, have breakfast, like, like you saw lunch here. And then, like, the at the, like, finish line, they're just like, hey, actually, you're not working from home. I'm like, oh, fuck. It's bullshit. But, it, but then they told you you were. And then I wasn't the last second. Once again, they pulled the rug from under you. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, other than that, it's all good, man. But let's yeah. get into it. But, hey, do you, need, do you need your house painted? Um, Actually, no, but. Oh, well, if you do, come on, Bobcats. <laughs> all right, well, let's get into it then. Leading off with the uh, college football playoffs, the championship game happened this past Monday, and the Georgia Bulldogs won 33-18. to 18. Yeah, I was pumped, man. I was rooting just 100% against Alabama in this game. And it started off slow. Um, it was like 6-9 to nine at halftime or something like that. It's like 13-9 or something. Weird. Yeah, it's something low scoring. But I think it was a pick six that uh, Bryce Young threw towards the end of the game that like solidified it, put the nail in the coffin. It was a minute left he threw a pick six. Yeah, yeah. But uh, some funny things from the win, though. Uh, did you see the Georgia player wearing the Alabama championship hat? Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> 17. I don't know his name. I don't, I don't even know college kids' names. 17, though. He's a linebacker. Whoa. Whoa. You here? Yeah. Why? Oh, you spaced it online. It's okay. Uh, it was the Kobe Dean, though. He was uh, the player that got caught wearing the Alabama championship hat. That's hilarious, man. That's so funny how that could be messed up. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then uh, Saban, like, so they were in the postgame preference, uh, p- press conference, and the uh, media was just, like, kind of, not, like, slamming the uh, Alabama players, but just kind of, like, throwing them that normal, like, loser's questions. Like, oh, how do you feel this being your last game? And it's like, all right, like, come on, man. Like, we just lost. But uh, it was – Cool, though, because Saban came up after the comments and said, these two guys sitting up here, they're not defined by one game. They played great for us all year. They are great competitors, great leaders on this team, and they contributed tremendously to the success of the team. We would not be here without them, and both of them take responsibility for the loss, but both of them contributed in a lot of ways, in a positive way, to giving us a chance to win and a chance to be here and have an opportunity to win. So I just want to thank them for that and let everybody know how proud I am of these two guys. So it's good words. Good words. Did you cry? Um, it gave me it gave me some more respect for Saban. You know what I mean? You cried. Nah, nah. Cause it, it was definitely like one of those like uh, is he cushioned them for the NFL like you know the draft the draft day. Well, I don't think those guys are going. I thought Bryce Young was. Mm-mm. Oh. I usually assume Alabama and Heisman winner. I just assume they're going to the NFL next. He had he has to get one more year. Uh, okay, okay. I think this is his first year. He, what about the receiver, Wes Anderson? Do you know? Uh, director who directed all those weird movies, Wes Anderson? That's Wes Craven. No, it's Wes Anderson. Oh, it is? Like, oh, I, Will Anderson Jr. is the receiver. Yeah, yeah, Wes Anderson. Uh, Grand Budapest Hotel and... Oh, yeah, okay. Hollywood. Yeah, um, anyway, what were you asking? Oh, I don't know about him. I, I, I feel like, I feel like he was also coming back, but... I don't know, because I think the reason he's like up there with the most there, the young guys. But I don't know. I know Bryce Young for sure. I don't know about the other one. I don't know about Anderson. 
Um, anything else though for the college football playoffs? Uh, no. A- Andrew Luck was there and he looked very sickly. Yeah, that was wild. I <laughs> did not look like Andrew. Luck. <laughs> that was wild. Dude. It was like him and RG three, and RG three like looked like he could play tomorrow for a team, but An- Andrew Luck it just looked rough. <laughs> like the time has not been good. He'll take Sewage Joe from Parks and Rec. Yeah, I think it was the mustache. I think that's kind of what. Well, the neck beard always hit, I guess, his turkey neck because he it was a pencil. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. It's, for me, it's his his neck looked like insanely small, like tall <laughs> and small. So it might be the neck beard just always making it look like more full. Yeah, that was crazy seeing those two standing side by side. It's like only 2012 they were drafted, and now they're both out of the NFL doing broadcasting. Yeah, Robert Griffin, the junior, is the third because he sucked, and Andrew Luck is because he felt like it. Yeah, yeah. But all right, I'll send it over to you for NBA, though. Later, he gets a rebound, passes a man, shoots it, and boom, goes to Dynamite. All right, NBA, we have a quick injury update. There's two two big injuries this week. I'm sure there's little tiny ones or COVID. I don't really care about those anymore. I'm only, I'm only going to report on the week-to-week ones. Um, first, Grizzlies, Dylan Brooks is going to be out for three to five weeks with a sprained ankle. Tough, tough, tough. But the bigger one, Dame Lillard is getting uh, surgery on his abs, his abdominal uh, area. Not expected to miss the season, but there is no timetable just yet. Yeah, that kind of closes the door on the Trailblazers for this season, I feel. Yeah, I mean, he might just go the rest of the season because, like, why would you come back? Yeah, like, like they weren't doing good to, to bat, you know? Like, yeah, see, see he comes back, like, mid-April or, like, late March, like, why would you play for the last few, like, weeks? Yeah, like, that's one of those injuries you probably won't see him for the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless it's, like, a super, like, very, very small incision. Like, was it, like, non-invasive? Like, if it's one of those and it's, like, a four-week timetable, then yeah. But when I think of, like... Or if the Trailblazers make the playoffs somehow. Yeah, but if I, when I think of abdominal surgery, I'm thinking, like, it's like you're going to have to be resting for a little bit. Yeah, and like re-injury is probably a big risk. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but all right, let's take it over to the headlines. Um, mentioned it last week, but Clay Thompson did return on Sunday versus the Cavs. He dropped 17. Yeah. Um, funny little gambling story slash <laughs> antidote. That's that's yeah. Uh, Draymond Green wasn't gonna play, but he wanted to play with Clay, so they put him out there to start. And it this just came out right before, so not a lot of people knew about this, and not a lot of people did it, but a few people did. They went and made a parlay of every single under Draymond Green had, and so when he got in, he played like the tip off, and they pulled him out, and all these guys just hit on their bet. But <laughs> FanDuel and DraftKings and all the other big ones, like uh, dra- uh, gambling websites, weren't gonna pay him out. They were gonna be like. Because uh, if, if it was the reverse, they would call it, like, non-void. Like, normal. Yeah. Like, uh... It's tough but, when you're dealing with the corporate side, though. You know, like, yeah, exactly. So they did end up paying them all out. Because I don't think there was, like, an insane amount. If every single person in America did it, then mm-hmm. yes. I feel like it wasn't that well-known. Because I didn't know about doing that, or I totally would have. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so there's a few lucky people out there who, like, got their bets in. And one decent bet on Draymond Green just, like being ceremoniously starting <laughs> that's so funny though yeah i was curious when i saw that too because i went on like yahoo sports to see if they like had the update and they had it like they had draymond green will not play and it was like five minutes after tip off and it was like well fuck you guys like yeah 
So that's why a lot of people didn't know that. I think like only a few people knew about that. Yeah. I didn't think he was playing, but um oh, and then from last week, I don't think I mentioned this. I just randomly remembered it when I was doing notes. Um long term longtime Spurs assistant coach Becky Hammond will finish the season with the Spurs, but then she signed a giant contract with the Las Vegas Aces. Yeah. She will be the head coach of the WNBA team in Las Vegas. And is she signed a five year contract that makes her the highest paid WNBA coach ever. Um, there's they didn't release actual numbers, but she is the highest paid. Um, I don't want to sound sexist here, but I feel like I'm going to because I'm shit on the WNBA real quick. Why the hell, if you're Becky Hammond, would you go? You know, you're next in line after Pop. It's it's a waiting game. It's like she might have been tired of waiting for Pop, and maybe she realizes Pop has a couple more years and she can go to the Las Vegas and come back. But like you're giving up a job in the NBA where you will you will make more money for the WNBA. Yeah. I, I mean, I think they're really cool pop and uh, Becky. So I think if uh, whenever pop does decide to hang it up, he'll like let her know. And like, he'll recommend her highly to the Spurs. Yeah. And I think then is when she'll become the head coach of the Spurs. I still think it can happen, but I think I she just kind of wanted her money now, but she's done a five-year deal there. Like, yeah, but I feel like coaches have gotten out of that shit before. And if you're going from the WA to the NBA, there's a lot more money there. So Absolutely, but they'll need bought out. She'll need bought out or something. Which I'm sure they do. Yeah, probably. Because it'd also be a great PR move for the Spurs. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I'm sure so, they would jump on board for that. Or maybe she can just do a really bad job and get fired. But, yeah, I feel you. I was kind of pulling for her to, like, get signed by an NBA team. Same. And I like you said, she probably will eventually. It's just mm-hmm. – Weird, she kind of waited around for so long, and then she just pulled the trigger now on a different job. Like, I would have stuck around. Money talks, though. <laughs> I'd like to see your comparison between, like, what she was making with the NBA and, like, what she's making now. It's definitely more, but, like, I want to see. She's probably like, making, if I had to guess, it's the highest paid ever for five years. I bet it's a $5 million contract. Mm-hmm. It's a million a year. Because yeah. WNBA doesn't make that much money, but they have connections with the NBA where the NBA kind of bails them out a lot. So I bet they have money enough to give the highest paid coach a million a year. Okay. But probably not much more than that. Probably yeah. not much more than that. I, I feel like not a lot of players get paid a million dollars a year. I feel like only the top tier do. For the WNBA? Yeah, like, like, yeah, the, yeah. like the top, top tier gets paid like a million, maybe a couple million a year. But like other than that. Yeah, it's probably like Sue Bird and Candace Parker. And... Like the, yeah, the average, the average pay is probably like 500000 range. Mm-hmm. A mod, that'd be like a modest NBA, like $2 million a year contract would be like a $500,000 for, for WNBA. Yeah, I think so too. Um, all right, next. The, with a lot of trades talks going around, because the trade deadline's like in a, maybe like a month, month and a half. I don't know the exact date on it, but there's a lot of trade talks and a lot of trade moves going on. Um, the first trade rumor, uh, the Celtics are not trying to trade Jalen Brown. Um, I know there's rumors about it. They came out and said, Pretty much everyone else is up for grabs. They just want to keep Tatum and Brown, and they might they might be willing to rebuild a little bit and just keep those two. Mm-hmm. Like keep those two intact, maybe having like a bad season here or there, but like try to make it happen with those two and like add pieces around them. Yeah, I feel like I don't know. I feel like if I'm Celtics, I might consider it. I might consider I, moving them. I wouldn't. I, I agree. I agree with this move by the Celtics actually. Um, because it's they're both because they're not in a good spot right now. They're both they're both good and they're both young. 
that's huge for rebuilding. Like they're basically rebuilding while also having like a team that was just in the Eastern Conference Finals like two years ago. Mm-hmm. They just needed to add pieces around them. Yeah, I, I just feel like they've been trying to do that for a while now, and they've been consistently good for what three years now together. They've been good. So I don't know. I just feel like you keep Tatum while Tatum's still at like the peak of his performance. And you try a different thing because I don't think it's been working out with Jalen Brown. Not to discredit him, I just think the I don't know if it's I don't want to say chemistry because they've been playing together for a while, but they like each other. They're good together. Yeah, it's, it's not like they have beef, but I not, just feel like their I play think, styles or something isn't meshing. And it's just not working out. No, I think what the issue is is they're both they both need money, and they don't have enough money to get anyone else. I think that's the issue. That's true too. Or like it's they're just struggling getting other people around them. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's – like, I think they play well together. I think they like each other, and I think they're both really good when the other one's out. I just think they don't have, they don't have anyone else. They just need a third banana. Okay. They, like, they need a solid big guy. They need, like, a Joker or Joel Embiid or Bam. They need a guy like that who's, like, a game-changing big guy because they've been stuck with – that's been their biggest issue. They've had Daniel Tice. They've had Al Horford twice. They've had Robert Williams is good time lord, but he's he's still younger and he's not like an all star level yet. He might be, but like they mm-hmm. need like a like an all star now big guy. They, they need a big guy that can swap an occasional three. Yeah, which Joker like that archetype would be perfect, but mm-hmm. it's hard to come by. A, Porz- a Porzingis maybe if they Mavs give That's up. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. The Mavsky or Julius Randle, if like the Knicks want to move around some things and move set him over that way and like to make room for like someone like Dame or something, Julius Randle will be good on the Celtics too. Let's let's not go that far. Let's, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> Knicks will get rid of Randle, but at the same time, if they do so to get someone like Dame or someone in there, they probably would make room. Yeah, but that would really. I mean, I feel like if you bring in Dame, you got to keep Julius Randle. Yeah. Um. Next, not next trade rumor, going back to the Ben Simmons well. <laughs> the 76 we haven't talked about him forever, but Let's the 76 came on, out yeah. and said they might be willing to add Tobias Harris into a Ben Simmons trade package. <laughs> so Here, here's another subpar player that's worth a lot of money. The guy who's struggling is getting paid a lot of money. We're going to add him to a package with another guy who's struggling to have a lot of money. So that way you give us all your first-round picks and we give you all our cap space. That's essentially what the deal is going to be. Thanks for your first round picks. Here goes all your cap space. Thank you for letting us give them to you. I that was wild to me when I saw that. I was like, that's such a bad trade. I mean, the only team I could see doing it is like somebody shitty, like the Rockets. See, that would be a good trade for like fantasy. Where there's no cap, but like yeah. they signed Tobias Harris to a big, decent contract, and I'm pretty sure Ben Simmons is on a decent extension. Like. Mm-hmm. So I, I that's just a lot of money to move in one thing for a move that's not going to change your team. Mm-hmm. That's not going to change your team if you get if you do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'm gonna stick to the trades because there are some other ones that aren't trades. But since we're in the trade talk, I might as well talk trades here. Um, the Pistons trade Rodney Magruder and a second round pick to the Nuggets for Bull Bull. I, didn't the NBA block that trade because he didn't pass physical? Uh, if it happened today, then yes. I think it happened today. Yeah. I tried, I, I put this down yesterday. Last. Okay. Time. I I think I saw that that the he didn't pass his physical, so they blocked it. Uh, well, the, he'll probably still get traded. 
Yeah. It'll still go through. It's probably going to be delayed. It's probably just delayed. Yeah. But regardless, that trade's going to happen at least. Um, next. Oh, then the last big trade rumor or trade conversation at all is your team, your boys, the Hawks trade Solomon Hill and Cam Reddish and a 2025 second round pick to the Knicks for a 2022 first round pick and Kevin Knox. See, I was all for it, and then I saw first round pick, but it's the Hornets pick, so it's not that bad. So it's me like a 20s range. Yeah, yeah. So it's not that bad. I mean, it's th- it, 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 I think it's worth it for Cam Reddish and Solomon Hill. Yeah, I mean Solomon Hill's. We've seen him the last couple of years be a really good veteran on like a playoff team. Like mm-hmm. he played for the Heat, and he was like a really good veteran presence. And last year at the Hawks. Um, and Cam Reddish, when he's healthy, he's definitely not bad. He's definitely going to help out. I, I would I'd give up a mid, like a mid to late round first round pick for him. Mm-hmm. Honestly. So uh, I think I think it was a good trade for the Knicks. At the yeah. The now now like if it was like a, a higher pick, that'd be bad. But yeah. it's not. So yeah, because it scared me. It said first round pick. I was like, oh no 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 no. No, even before I knew what pick it was, I was kind of for it just because. And you're everyone's kind of forgetting. I, my one friend said this. You have two of the th- big three from Duke. That could be a, a chance to get Zion whenever Zion wants out of New Orleans because you got Cameron and RJ Barrett from that Duke team already. Yeah, <laughs> that'd, uh, be that'd be wild. That'd be wild. It was Gio saying like they could. The reason they are willing to give up a first round pick is because they might know how it could be like that Zion when he's finally back and done with New Orleans because he does not want to play in New Orleans. That. Mm-hmm the Knicks can get him and then they'd have the Duke big three plus Julius Randall and like Kemba Walker. <laughs> that'd be sick. That'd be sick. Yeah. That'd be a really good team. Oh man. I'm ready for it. Let's get yeah. it. Let's get it. Yeah. That, that'd be, I'd be cool. I'd be cool. With that. I hate Duke, but like, that'd be kind of, sick. I wonder if that's ever happened where like they, like three college players, like they played on the same college team, play together in the NBA. Like, like, yeah. Imagine if that happened with like uh, the Michigan fab five. Mm-hmm. What if at one point in their career, Chris Weber is like, yeah, I want Jalen Rose here, and I want um, who's the other Mark Jackson? I think mm-hmm. I think like get them both here, unless it's like run shit. Like that'd, that'd be, be kind of awesome. That would be so sweet. But all right, next we have moving away from the trades. Uh, Montrez Harrell and uh, KCP had to get separated in the locker room at halftime. Dude, what is with the sports world and like same team fightings? I know. I I don't get it an epidemic this year i know dude it's 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 nuts it's just people just don't like each other it's 2022 we're post we're middle pandemic everyone's getting tired of each other i don't know kcp and Tra- uh, harold you i i i was gonna put this with the trade stuff because i can see like they're kind of falling apart like mm-hmm. they're, they're pretty good in the beginning of the season but then they start falling apart and yeah, i can start seeing all these players like harold kuzma kcp um, Dimwitty start getting sold around the trade deadline, especially if there's going to be internal fighting like this. Yeah, um, I think more Harold. I, th- I, th- I think it'll just be Harold, maybe KCP, but I think they have something going with Dimwitty and Kuzma. Yeah, that they can build off of that and still be successful. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think Harold and uh, KCP would get you a second round pick, some cap float off mm-hmm. trade deadline time, and for. For a contender, that either one of them would be good off the bench, Pete. Guys, back to the Lakers. Yeah, so send KCP back at least. <laughs> uh, uh, next, um, the Nuggets signed DeMarcus Cousins to a 10-day contract. 
Um, this was like a couple of days ago. I don't know if they're still the contract's still there, but yeah. he got signed to a ten day contract. Um, All right. I didn't hear anything like he got cut or is up or did not resign him yet. Yeah. So I'm sure I'm sure he'll be playing through the through the weekend and then he'll probably be done. Um this one was a deep three, but I took it off for a different deep three, and because this was like kind of be like a more of a longer story than it is a deep three discussion. Right. Um, John Collins is apparently frustrated with his role on the Hawks. Um, Collins, the reason that there's a deep three, because he's not like he's requesting a trade or anything. Collins wants the Hawks to play more team basketball and increase their defensive urgency, but he feels like his pleas are, are being often brushed aside. Quote, I bang my head against the wall a couple of times trying to figure out myself. Uh, there's no really excuse. So it seems like he's not frustrated to the point of, get me out of here. I think he's just frustrated with his team as like a leader on that super young team who made it really deep playoff run last year. And now they're very much struggling. They, they were missing Clint Capella last night. against the heat. The heat were missing Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, maybe Kyle Lowry. And we mm-hmm. probably 20. <laughs> like yeah. the Hawks are struggling very, like, they're struggling a lot tonight, like, this year. Um, so I think it's more of just John Collins, just like airing out his frustrations and not really so much like he's done with the team. Yeah, I hear that. Um, I I don't know. I, it seems like I think I don't I think they need more than just what John Collins is saying now. But well, they need more. They need some better players on their team. Uh, I mean, I they have pretty much the same exact team they did last year. They made the very deep run. I think it's just so forth COVID and injuries and stuff like that. They've really been had time to play together, and I think That's they're fair. I think they're all young enough that they're all just. Like at simultaneously slumping, and Trey Young was out there in that time too. Yeah, so, yeah. Like I think there's all slumping at the same time. Because mm-hmm. the reason, another reason, the reason I took off the deep three, I don't think they're gonna trade John Collins. I don't think they're gonna fire Nate McMillan. So I don't know what the discussion really would be. Because mm-hmm. I think nothing's gonna change. I think they're just gonna like, come on guys, get your heads on right, you know? Do stuff. Come on guys. I think what they need. I think they need a, a team trip to uh, Magic City. I think uh, maybe move Clint Capella for someone. I think get that chick from Phoenix over there. That what? The chick from Phoenix who fixed the Suns. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I agree, though. I think Clint Capella, if you're going to trade someone from that team, that, that's the guy to trade. Yeah, that's a guy. Probably takes up a lot of cap space. Has some talent and a name to him that you could get some uh, pieces for him. Absolutely. You can maybe get a first-round pick for him. Yeah. Definitely get a first-round pick for him. You could probably get a similar deal that you did for Cam Reddish, but, like, maybe a next, like, a third and a second-round pick, or you don't have to give up a Solomon Hill type, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, all right, next we have the last headline before we get into the rest of the stuff. Um, we talked about right before we started recording a little bit. The Kings were playing – uh, as cold as ice, a little clip from the Foreigner song. Every single time Russell Westbrook missed a shot on Tuesday night, so like it'd be mid game, he'll just go and miss a shot, and the arena DJ would go as cold as ice, and it just cut it off. And the entire game, um, Russell after the game, they were talking about it. He said he didn't hear it, and he made a little jab at them saying he didn't hear it the first 14 years or whatever he did. He played there before. Um, but the league came out today and said you can no longer do it. That's that's a soft move by the league. I think, I think that's 
that's just the spirit of competition right there, and Russ has just got to get out of the funk at that point. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I disagree with Lee doing this. I think that they should. Uh, I think they should just whatever. It's it's just for fun. Mm-hmm. And Russ obviously wasn't that bothered by it. Yeah, it's not like anything offensive. It's just like smack talk. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. What if it, what if it comes out? It's not a soft move. It's like foreigners gonna sue us if we keep doing it. <laughs> that would have been like a smarter angle to play if I was the uh, Kings. Yeah, like, yeah. Foreigner does not. Like if the league set messaged us and said, "Hey, you know, you guys stop doing that, or it's gonna be fine." Before, then it's like, oh well, actually, foreigners gonna sue us. So foreigners a huge Lakers fan, <laughs> and they're very offended that you're doing it to their boy. So cut it out. Uh, they're hot blooded about it. Hot <laughs> blooded, nobody. All right, players of the week this week from the East. We have John Morant. He had tw- uh, West. Sorry. John Morant, 25 points, 6.8 assists, 6.3 rebounds. And the uh, Grizzlies went 4-0 last week. On the other side of things, Freddie Van Vliet gets the Eastern Conference Player of the Year week. Uh, 30.3 points, Damn. 6.5 assists, 4.8 rebounds, and the Raptors went 4-0. Jesus Christ. Yeah. The two games in there. Yeah, that's, that's great coming from Freddie V. Freddie V. All right. Deep three. Uh, I'm just going to go through them. My my own my own pace here. Uh, first, since we were talking so much about trades, I thought might as well have a deep three about trades. Um, apparently, the Pacers and other teams are interested in moving Karis LeVert and Miles Turner. Um, it's it did they're 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 done. They're just gonna try to rebuild. Um, yeah, it's feel bad for my guy LeVert. Yeah, the Cavs are very interested in LeVert. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and Jared Allen will be reunited from the Nets days. Uh, yeah, so Cavs might go for Levert, and then four teams are interested in Miles Turner. Those four teams include the Lakers, the Hornets, the Mavericks, and the Knicks. Mm-hmm. So those four teams are very interested in Miles Turner. I mean, all the Cavs are very interested in Karis Levert, and the Pacers are very interested in not training Sabonis. So out of all the players could be moved, they're basically saying anyone except for these two, except for Sabonis. Sorry, not these two. Just Sabonis will not be moved. Um. So, obviously, with trade rumors and stuff like that, my question is usually where do you want these players to go? The Cavs seem like the only team that's going for Levert, so is that. So, we've got to shift it over to Miles Turner. Obviously, you're going to say Knicks probably because you're your Knicks guy. I mean, Knicks would be cool. If I didn't say the Knicks, I think the Hornets would be a good move. Yeah. Like, the Hornets, that would get great, uh, like great defensive capabilities, and he's a very good center that could really help out the uh, young core there. Yeah. So who's their center now? Isn't it like? Uh, so my question was, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, they're, they're, it's, I think it's Cody Zeller. Still. Yeah, yeah, good. He's very yeah. average, very not bad, not good. Like he's a starting center. It's whatever. Um, I, I would, yeah, I was gonna say obviously I think the Knicks is, would be a really good fit. Um, but yeah, it wouldn't be a great fit because they also have Mitch Robinson when he's exactly up. like. Hey, if if he's healthy, it's like he struggles with injury, so you might have to trade Mitch Robinson to get Turner, which that would be an upgrade, I think, but you don't need to do it because it's not that much of an upgrade. Um, the Mavs would be interesting to have him and uh, KP and then Luke up top like that. That'd be a solid like big three right there. Um, yeah, that'd be a decent but, third banana for him. But the Hornets, I think, is would be the makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. I, I think so. the Hornets would be the best fit too. I think that that definitely because they're all young, so they have room. They have space, the cap space. They can, they have some assets they can trade mm-hmm. on the skinny. Like I, I think the Hornets is the best move there. Lakers, 
they need him, but I don't think they they have too much cap space taken up on Russ, LeBron, and AD already. <laughs> they don't have that money. They don't have the money to go get him unless they want to move Russell Westbrook at the trade deadline. Then they. Would I don't think they should, but they might at this point. He's not doing anything to help his case. That's why he's only having a couple, bad couple games in a row, really. I thought it was three, but still. I mean, either way. It's, yeah, a couple. I, I still don't think they should get rid of them, but. Yeah, I agree. Um, And then as for LeVert, I mean, I guess the Cavs are cool. That makes sense. Other than that, maybe a contender, but. Back to the Nets. <laughs> Back to the Nets. I mean, I, I don't like the Nets, but, like, I, I'd be cool with that. Uh, The Knicks. I don't see that happening after they got Cam Reddish. And the Heat? Um, I don't think you need them either. We definitely don't need them. When everyone's healthy, our team's stacked. Maybe the, the Bucks? Lakers would be nice. Lakers would be nice. The Bucks? The Bucks could use them. They Mavs? Them. Mavs could use them. A lot of teams could use him. He's good. Mm-hmm. He's good. I'm trying to think of, like, content- Grizzlies make a push at the uh, now that they're killing it. Yeah, they could. That could be interesting. That would be very interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Next, we have beef between Devin Booker and the Toronto Raptor. Um, so the beef stems from the Suns' win in Toronto on Tuesday. The game was in Canada, so since they're really strict on their COVID rules, right now there is no fans in the stands. So the Raptors had to be the crowd. Uh, the Raptor had to be the crowd. Um, <laughs> Devin Booker was taking a foul shot, and he like was crouched over then did like a very unathletic jump to try to distract him um and after Devin Booker made the shot but he pointed to the at the rafter and like said the rest like yeah, get him out of here so <laughs> the rest made him move to the side so then the rafter took a knee at the side just stared Devin Booker at the <laughs> shoot um that's great so then, uh, after him. the game yeah wait so I, I just kind of started off my head uh I saw Devin Booker it, made it, his profile it, pick yeah, I'm getting into it. I'm getting to it. Uh, after the game, the reporter uh, asked Devin Booker about it, and he said that they're cool. They made up after the game. But then the, as soon as he got home, he made his profile picture, the Raptor kneeling in the corner. Um, so I have two questions. One, who would you take in a fight, Devin Booker or the Raptor? It's kind of like a mystery box option. You don't know what's under the Raptor. It could be like a really like wimpy guy. Like it would be a, a chick. <laughs> Or it could, or be, it could like, be some jacked fucking dude. It could be. It could literally be like a jacked dude, like in those jacked dude memes where they're like looking at the computer. <laughs> yeah. One of those guys in there. It could be Vince Carter. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the Raptor, dude, just for the mystery box appeal, you know? Yeah, it's definitely. You don't know what you're gonna get. It could be fun. It could be like, holy shit, I'm gonna win this bet. It's 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 definitely a risk to go to the Raptor, but I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. Um. Then the second question is, do you think it's a, it's a silly question? Don't take this serious. But do you think the Devin Booker was just putting up a front and they're actually still not cool and the beef is still going? Or do you think they're actually made up after the game? They met up in the tunnel. I mean, they definitely just said that. They didn't meet up in the tunnel or the, like, at all. But <laughs> it'll be, it'll be funny because they'll definitely mention it the next game they play together. But what if? They, they 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 actually were taking it so serious and they're like tap each other up in the tunnel and like being super cool. You know what would happen? What? Sports Center would fucking post it and it would be them handshaking and it would the caption would say game respects game. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> It'd be really funny if Toronto brought the Raptor with them to Phoenix because yeah. their West Coast East Coast only play twice. The next game they won't play in Toronto against until next year. What if like the Raptor travels with? 
Actually, they uh, should do that. That's I, I think that would be commendable. Yeah, it'd be so funny. If I get warming up and you just see the rapper come out of the tunnel and they Devin Booker takes a knee at the sideline. This guy, this guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd be all for that. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, absolutely. All right. And let's take it to the last headline. It's Julius Randle versus the Knicks fans. So Julius Randle apologized to Knicks fans after getting a, giving a thumbs down when they were booing the Knicks when they were down 25 to the Celtics last week when we were recording. Um, after the game, Randle was fine because he told reporters that the thumbs down was a, quote, shut the fuck up to Knicks fans. Uh, Randall since apologized, saying, quote, understand that my actions also represent the league, this organization, and the city – that I should have handled things last night differently and expressed myself with more professionalism and more appropriate language in the heat of the moment. My comment was an example of how sometimes you say things you regret to people you love, even if it came from a place of passion and deep love. Um, so first of all, that, that's, a, that's a good quote. That's a good apology, I'd say. Um, but so first, as a Knicks fan, do you accept the apology? Um, well, here's the thing. I, I think it was more – I mean, New New York fans, like, they're in New York at the games. They need that sometimes. Which, like, a quick slap hey, on the wrist. Yeah, so you keep trying, you keep doing this thing where you keep going ahead of me and saying things I'm about to say. Oh, I thought, I thought we were on to the questioning part, dude. Yeah, so I do, I do one, question one, then question two. Question okay, one is, do okay, you accept well, this apology? All right, all right, all right. Uh, yes, I do. And, I mean, you could, I always thought because you would say for this answer, uh, we... We saw this happen with New York earlier in the year with baseball. Remember the Mets were doing it. Mm-hmm. So, do you think uh, do you think the players should be allowed to express their displeasure with like fans like the New York fan base is very like kind of shitty sometimes, and that's Nonsense. how you have to get through to them, like how you were saying. Yeah. Uh, do you think that that's a good way for fans like to do that, like to kind yeah, of as long as put it's not fans in check, or yeah. they shouldn't be doing that? Yeah, as long as it's not like flicking off the fans, like. A thumbs down is fine. You know, it's not like anything harmful. So, like, yeah, it's fine. I'm cool yeah. with that. Yeah, because that's, that's, I think that's what you are getting at before before I stopped you. Yeah. Like, it's like you kind of need to put be put in check. <laughs> yeah, like, they, like, they're so obnoxious sometimes down there in New York. Like, it, it just happens. Yeah. Um, yeah and but, I'll speak for them all, you know, but it is what it is. No, but yeah, you kind of are getting – you kind of are, like, the, the representative of New York – Oh, uh, there! Th- this exact quote is being live right now in in Times Square. <laughs> like, who the fuck's this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, who is this guy? He should speak for us. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I, I agree. I think fan, I, as long as it's not like you're saying flicking off and there's obscene obscene gesture or something like that. Yeah. If the fans can boo the players, if players should be able to boo the fans. I think so too. It's reciprocal like that. Yeah, like I'm just thinking as like a Pirates fan, like if you go to a Pirate game, the Indians are booing like these guys, poor guys all the time. Yeah, but they're more like we know. <laughs> I know, but like if they if they give me a thumbs down, I would be like, all right, screw this guy. I'd be like, Yo, okay, I deserve it. I was booing you. Um, but all right, let's go to power rankings and move on to MB NFL. Uh, power rankings. We have one A, one B. Warriors, Suns. I can't. Once again, they're playing the exact change. same. They're yeah. the same level. Um, so I can't really pick that. Number three, this is a new high for this team, the Bulls. Yeah. I put the Bulls number three. They're number one in the East right now. Um, I They are absolutely killing it. Uh, we can't really say much more because no one's been hurt or anything like that. It's just they've been all playing well, and they're all there. Um, 
Number four, Jazz. I moved them down one just because of how the Bulls is playing, not how the Jazz are playing. The Jazz are still playing good. Jazz are still playing the Jazz. I just, just thought the Bulls deserved a higher than a four. Yeah. And so. Didn't, didn't uh, the Bulls just lose to the Nets for first place? Uh, if it did, it, once again, it was like last night or the night before. I made the power. Yeah, it was them. last night to the Nets. Yeah. No, they're still first in the East. Oh, okay. That's good. They're, they lost to the Nets, but they're still first in the East. Okay. Okay. Um. So number four, the Jazz. Number five, the Grizzlies. They are on a 10-game winning streak right now. Uh, They're absolutely killing it. Dylan Brooks is out three to five weeks, but they still won without him on Tuesday night. I believe Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday night or Monday. Mm -hmm. What day is it? Where am I? (laughs) Who are you? Um, Who are you people? (laughs) Who are you people? Yeah, it's Tuesday night. Um, But the Grizzlies are killing it. Um, Number six, the Nets. This right now we're in the part of the power rankings where all these teams are like neck and neck and neck and neck. That I'm just picking random like who's playing harder and I'm putting them first. Um, the Nets are playing really well. They like you said they just beat the Bulls. Um, they are playing well. Kyrie's playing when he can. <laughs> um, yeah, and they're fighting for Kyrie to come back in New York games too. Yeah, and to eat a fine. Like each game he plays, they get they get. A yeah, point. it progresses. I think it caps out after five after five like offenses, and it's five thousand dollar fine. But that's nothing for for NBA. Yeah, yeah that's like a fraction of your ticket sales every time he plays. Yeah, they can even split that with Kyrie and be like, hey, you can play this way. Yeah, I, everyone can just pull it in the locker room too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These NBA players can throw a hundred bucks in the pot. Yeah, we just get a K from our starting five. Yeah, dude, that's Kyrie nothing. can play. That's nothing. Number seven, the Heat. They have not moved. They just are kind of there. Like I said before, they have so many people hurt still. Jimmy Butler came back and got hurt again, but he's should be playing eventually. Bam's close to coming back, and they are still just maintaining that third, fourth place in the East. They're just like them, the Bucks are going back and forth. They're winning games without the, their stars, and when they're healthy, they're a dangerous team. Number eight, the Bucks, neck and neck. Once again, all this, these all these teams could have been interchangeable. I'm just putting in this order. Um, they're they're playing, playing well. Number nine, Philly. They're Embiid's killing it, and he's has to because their their entire team is Embiid. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see them doing anything really, but they're probably not the best team in the league. Um, the number ten, I have the Lakers. This is the first time they're in the top ten this season in my power rankings. Um, despite Russ doing kind of shitty, the Lakers have been playing well overall. So to the point where they're climbing the standings, and now they're like fourth or fifth in the West. Um, which isn't bad for like a week or two ago. They were like out of the playoff picture. <laughs> mm-hmm. So like, I guys had to throw the Lakers in there just to kind of give them some kind of credit for turning the season around a little bit. Obviously, like I said, we've been talking about how Russell Westbrook has been so bad in the last few games, uh, but this doesn't really matter because the team's still winning because LeBron is absolutely tearing it up. Yeah. LeBron is just playing. He, LeBron's playing like he's the GOAT because he is the GOAT. He is. But – do you have anything you want to add? Um, nah, that's all. Let's take it over to NFL. All right. NFL Week 18. The first Week 18 and the last week of the regular season. Sadness to say, but let's get into the recap. First up, 
you're gonna be like this the whole time, dude. Sorry, guys, it's comfortable. It's kind of scary. Uh, first up, the Saturday games we had this past week. Uh, the Chiefs versus the Broncos. Nothing really mattered in this game, except it, unless the Titans lost. But the Chiefs won 28 to 24. A little bit of a close game, but I don't think they had Tyree Kill in, so it kind of added to a factor as well. Then uh, the late night game on Saturday, the Cowboys kicked the shit out of the Eagles one last time for the regular season. Yeah, I, I'm not confident in the Eagles in the playoffs. I'm not confident in the Cowboys either. Well, granted, the Cowboys were playing everybody, and the Eagles weren't. The Eagles had Gardner Minshew. Did they? I thought yeah. Jalen. Oh wait, no, yeah, Gardner Minshew did play. Like, it was like all the backups for the Eagles. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was an interesting play, but I guess the Eagles were solidified. So yeah, why waste? You know. Mm-hmm. Um. Then. Next up on Sunday, we had the Washington football team versus the Giants. The Washington football team won 22-7. to um, The Giants are cooked. They're done. Yeah. This, this game meant nothing at the end of the day. Then the uh, other Sunday night – or no, then we're into the Sunday game. So the other Sunday game, Bengals-Browns. Uh, Browns won 21-16. to um, Oh, yeah, and then I guess you had the Browns, I had the Bengals, so you got that point. Everything else, we both had the same, so it didn't matter. Yeah. Um, How did I do on points? Did I do good this week? You know, I didn't even add it up. <laughs> Wait, let me check. <laughs> you do it at the end. You do it at the end. You got it. Yeah, I'll do it at the end. Um, <laughs> do it as you go along. As you go along. Every time you cross off a game. That's too much work for me right now. I'll just do it at the end. Really? All I have to do is put a plus one. Don't, don't. No. That's just math. Dude, I can't do that. Okay, is it the only difference so far? (laughs) Then next up, the Lurs beat the Ravens 16-13, to which set them up to advance to the playoffs. Yeah, there's like three games we really need to talk about. Yeah, exactly. This is one of them. Um, Big Ben, two game-winning drives in the same game. Yeah. One to tie it up, and then one to get the game-winning field goal. Yeah, absolutely. He's a beast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love it. Um, and the Ravens, I mean, they had a lot of injuries, so that you're, it, it comes with it. But it, here we see, are. I, I need to look at you guys. I, if this is a headline I'm stealing, take it. Um, but do you see how Permanis gave everyone free sandwiches? Do you see, is uh, I didn't see that. Um, Permanis gave, if your name was Chris... Or your name was Boswell. If you showed up to any Cremaze on a certain day, they would give you a free sandwich. Boswell <laughs> getting the game winner. And I, I, I heard that. I was like, that's funny. I didn't really see it in practice. But then on the date app and my Snapchat stories, like Chris O'Connor from our frat, <laughs> a, couple other, a couple other Chris's I had on there, all were eating Cremaze sandwich. <laughs> it was sick. It was Wait, let me cash out on this deal. <laughs> yeah, that's so that's funny. Great. Um, yeah, it's a good game overall for the Steelers. I was, which one of the games was coming up, the Jaguars game. There was a certain point in both games, around halftime both games, I was way more confident the Jaguars were going to hold on and win, and the Steelers were just going to somehow lose. Like, yeah, I, yeah, that's what I like, thought, too. The last, like, the last six minutes plus overtime, I was consistently, pretty much all day, I was just consistently in a, a state of panic. Mm-hmm. Like, I was bad all day. Like, I was, yeah, you even hit me up. You're like, dude, I'm I'm a wreck right now. I, I literally, I was just, I was kneeling on the ground. I wasn't even sitting. 
like in the fourth quarter. I was wrecked in this entire day because the Jaguars are killing it. I was like, holy shit, the Jaguars are going to win. And then mm-hmm. the Steelers started like doing bad. I was like, oh, crap. And not even, not even just to mention that we got in the playoffs because of it. I won almost 500. I only won like 450. $450. <laughs> yeah. It, I needed both to win for it to happen. So that's a great was, day right there. But yeah, so I'm well, like, like, I remember like saying, I was just going to say the Jaguars won 26 to 11. Yeah. But not only is there our playoff, like, hopes were in the balance between those two games. The difference between me winning 450 and 160, like a $300 difference pretty much, was this, the Steelers winning. Yeah. Because I won 160 just from the Jaguars. And I also want to say, since we're talking about the Jaguars now, to everyone listening to me, I heard me mention it last week, I did buy a Trevor Lawrence jersey. My James Robinson jersey is in my cart. I just got to – I was thinking about getting some NBA jerseys too, so I was like going to revisit it and maybe get those too. Is this website American? No. Okay. I don't want to incriminate you. That's what I was asking. In the cart. <laughs> okay. I, I want I want American. Yeah, it's fine. You I know, want you, fanatics. I, I, I said, too, I'm not getting American, but I'll, I'll get a jersey. But, but the uh, fanatics, the reason I got it, like, got it there was because it was running, like, a deal where I basically got it for 60 bucks. Plus. <laughs> Plus shipping, so it's turned to be seventy. Like what? Uh, no, real please jersey. take this Trevor Lawrence jersey. Please take this Jacksonville Jaguars jersey. <laughs> we made no too many at the start of the season. Yeah, it was literally sixty dollars. <laughs> that's nuts. From that makes that, sense. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I would be wearing it right now if it came in in time, but it didn't come in in time. Yeah, it was. It was wild that the Colts folded like this, dude. I couldn't believe it. I mean, they haven't won here in like like what two years? They haven't won in Jacksonville or something like that. Yeah. And it was like the writing was on the wall, but it was like I didn't think it was actually going to happen. I think they, I think it was the last four times before this. So this is the fifth time in a row they didn't, mm-hmm. get, they didn't win there. It's nuts. It's something, yeah, it's something crazy. Um, but I don't know. It, I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Wait, another thing I have to check if you have it or not. I saw today if you have it once again, stop me. Did you see how the Colts GM didn't commit to Carson? Well, no, yeah, he, he essentially he said I think he'll be there. He'll be our quarterback next year. Yeah, he, is that your one of your headlines? Did I steal it? No, no, no. But like, I, I remember seeing that. Yeah, yeah. I, I read, I read that on Twitter. It's like that's not a good look because he did have a <laughs> bad game, really bad. Dude, the Eagles basically just swooped in for a first rounder out of that too. Dude, that's not the craziest part about it is he didn't make bring you to the playoffs. He played really bad. He actually, in fact, kept you out of the playoffs, and you had, and he's giving Philly a first round pick. Yeah. Do you think uh, Jacoby Brissett would have got him there? Or no, it's not Jacoby Brissett. Sam Allinger. Oh no! Carson Wentz would have been. It was a bad day for Carson, but I think mm-hmm. he'd still be better than Sam Ellinger. True, because that Jaguars defense was playing really well too. They were, yeah, they were stepping up. They were playing really well. They're getting a lot of sacks and stuff like that, which the Colts offensive line is apparently one of the best in the league. Mm-hmm. And these guys were just eating Carson alive all day. Yeah, it was wild. So like, I think Ellinger would have been worse, honestly. Then uh, next, so you had the. Steelers and the Jags. I had the Colts and the Ravens, so I missed those two points you got. Them. Yeah, I mean, I, I rolled with the Steelers curse. You know what I mean? Oh no, you didn't. Yeah, I did. No. I, I run the tape. I said I'm running with the Steelers curse. Yeah, but the Colts. Because if I take if I take the Jags or if I take the Steelers, they're not going to win. No, you didn't do the Jags for that reason. You did the Jags because you did the Colts because you want to make your record better. You did the. No, I said, and you know, if they win, then I'll, I'll make my record better. Yeah, so run back the tapes, because I'm pretty sure you just 
went Colts because you didn't believe in the Jags. You didn't believe Trevor Lawrence, the god. <laughs> then on next up, the uh, Packers ended up playing Aaron Rodgers, or Aaron Rodgers ended up saying he's playing, and the Packers lost thirty to thirty-seven to the Lions. Yeah, that's not he, he only played to half, right? Um, something like that. Yeah, but like still. <laughs> The fact that Aaron Rodgers didn't, wasn't up by, like, 30 at halftime where, like, it couldn't have fallen apart, like, is just Yeah. <laughs> That's one of those things. It's like, if you're going to play, you got to win the game. Like, if you play in any way, shape, or form, you got to win this game. Which, at that point, too, if the Lions uh, – I feel like I keep accidentally taking this stuff. Oh, this is it. The Lions, if they would have lost that game, they would have got the first overall pick. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, damn. Because – that's why the Jags winning did nothing to, like, the standings of that. Because, like, the Jags were going to lose and the Lions were going to lose. It's going to be the Jags still. <laughs> but the, J- yeah. the Jags won. If the Lions lost, they would have gotten the first overall pick. Oh, uh, okay. I see. Because the Jags did win. Yeah. But since the, since the Lions also won, it kept the same, like, race. Yeah, same, like, yeah, same Jags won. But So that's funny, the fact that Aaron Rodgers played. The Packers lost still, but it also screwed the Lions up beating Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that is funny. It also screwed him out of first round pick, first overall pick. So that's a very Lions thing to do. Yeah, I mean yeah. this draft. I mean, I don't think that's that bad. But, but yeah, just think about it, like, yes, we did. We finally beat Aaron Rodgers. Like, Aaron it's Rodgers like now you don't first lost pick. first overall pick because of it, you idiots. Like that's kind of funny. Yeah. Then uh, next up, a couple more meaningless games. Uh, the Bears versus the Vikings. The Vikings kicked the shit out of the Bears, 31-17. to um, Then the Titans played the Texans. Titans won 28-25, so they ended up keeping their first overall seeding in the AFC. Yep. Secured the bye. Then uh, later was the Saints versus the Falcons. The Saints ended up winning 30-20. to So that opened the door for them slightly in that game by winning. But... Uh, at the 4 o'clock game, so the Seahawks played the Cardinals, and the Seahawks beat the Cardinals, and the 49ers beat the Rams, which kept the Rams in the playoffs instead of the Saints. So if the 49ers lost, the Saints would have been in. Yeah. Then, But, yeah, so the Seahawks won, uh, won 38, the 30. So the Cardinals, they are in the uh, five spot. Yep. Then the Jets versus the Bills. The Bills won 27-10, nothing much there. Then the Buccaneers kicked the shit out of the Panthers, forty-one to seventeen. Yeah, it's nuts. And the Dolphins got their uh, standard win, thirty-three to twenty-four over the Patriots. Was, uh, that's that's all of the pre-Sunday Night football games. Yeah, um, where was the scores on those ones? Did, is there any differences there? Yeah, so the I had the Saints, you had the Falcons, I had the Forty ers you had the Rams, you had the Dolphins, I had the Patriots. Okay. And then we both missed out on the Detroit style pick them because the Lions won. Yeah, it's true. So I think let me count it up real quick. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So you got you're at one eighty eight. And I'm at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Plus one seventy two. But wait. Yeah, one seventy two. Yeah. Okay. So you're at one eighty eight, I'm at one seventy two. And that's did a regular we, season record. And we did have the same Sunday night. Yeah, we both had the Chargers, which coming to the Sunday night game, the big game of the week, pretty much winner got in, and if they tied, they both got in. 
It went to overtime. Scared the shit out of me. But it the Raiders ended up winning 35-32. to 32. It didn't go to overtime. It went to literally the last second. There yeah, it went through overtime. <laughs> like, they snapped it. The time expired as the kick was going up. It yeah, wasn't it was, overtime. It was dude, the fucking Raiders it, went down. Yeah, the Raiders went down in overtime, kicked the field goal. It's like, fuck. Now the Chargers got the ball. So the Chargers go down. They kick a field goal, too. So that's tied at 32-32. And the entire rest of the game is just a stalemate. It's just punts, left and right. And then we get to the last seconds, the Raiders are on a drive, and they're running the ball constantly. Running and running and running. The clock's whittling down. And then what's his fucking name, the the Chargers coach? Staley. Staley calls a timeout at like 40, 34 seconds or something like that. And I don't know, man, but like after that, the Raiders just ran it one more time, got the first down, and then kicked the field goal to win it. But I think there was, like, an agreement, like, a respectful, like, like they are playing chicken. Pause. Pause. Yeah. I've, weenies of the week might have the same discussion. Okay, 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 okay. Because we're going to be talking about this, that that decision to call a timeout. Yeah. Weenies of the week, so. Okay. I know what you're going okay. for there. I'll table it. Yeah, I know what you're going for there, that argument, and I 100% agree. We'll just talk about it later because we mm-hmm. won't have anything else to talk about for that. But no, you're you're good. Um, <laughs> but that that so, that was uh, I saw after that game, uh, Max Crosby. That's his name, right? The guy, the lineman, the D lineman, Max yeah, ninety eight. His across the street neighbor, and I guess is from Pittsburgh, because mm-hmm. he got home the next day, or because it was in L.A. Yeah, he got home the next day, and right outside his house, they had across the street at their house one of those giant Yinzer Steeler blow up things. It was yeah. a sign saying, thank you, number 98. And I know he tweeted it, and then the Raiders quote tweeted it and tagged the Steelers with a bunch of laughing emojis. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> I was thinking about getting Carlson's jersey, too. <laughs> Breaking the kick. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about it. Um, But with that, the Raiders make the playoffs for the first time since 2002. And trivia. Wait, really? Yeah. They didn't make it when they had, like, Michael Crabtree and Amari Cooper? What? That's wild. Okay, sorry. I didn't just interrupt. Trivia. I just can't get over that. First time since 2002. Trivia, can you name two players from that team that year? I thought he was, uh, what's his face, Russell? <laughs> that team. You know both of these people. You know two of them, I, I should say. I just can't think of two. I just can't think of Raiders. Bo Jackson played there? He did, but this is way before that. Yeah, I just didn't know if it was one of those situations, so now it's strike one. Uh, can I get the positions at least? Perhaps you uh, another guess. When I get the strike two, that's all I okay. usually do for you. I usually give you, when you get down to two, one strike left, I give you a hint. Um, uh, it, oh. Is there, is there, um, McFadden? Was it McFadden? No. Okay. Well, I was looking through the names just to make sure. Cause I, I, yeah, because that's what I, I feel like that was. Oh, you mean Darren? No, that, that was after. That was way after. Oh, Darren McFadden. That's a good name. That's a good guy. Yeah. I, I thought about him. I thought he was much later, but I literally had no other guess. He was much later. All right. Hint. Um, one's a cornerback and one's a wide receiver. 
They're both Hall of Famers. I feel like it's Jerry Rice there. Like, is that yeah, that's one. Okay. Well, I, I, know he to, I, know, I know he went to the Bucks too, weirdly, for like a year. Mm-hmm. Seahawks yeah. as well. Yeah, so Jerry Rice is okay, so Jerry Rice is the receiver. You know what's funny? I was thinking Jerry Rice first, but mm-hmm. I thought I was mistaking the Raiders for the Bucks. Yeah, yeah. So so that's why the as soon as you said the Hall of Fame, I get Jerry Rice first. That's mistaken that the whole time. Um but cornerback, I'm I'm just gonna punt. Corner. Cornerback. Yeah, that's what I mean, corner. I don't know idea. You give up? Yeah. Charles Woodson. Woodson. Okay, that makes sense. I do know yeah. Susan, Susan said Woodson, I my, I thought you might get that pick, one. I know that was a tough one. I could. What's tough is because I just couldn't remember any Raiders. Yeah, I feel you. I just couldn't think of Raiders. <laughs> but uh, Rich Gannon was the quarterback. Oh, he was a Pro Bowler that year. And uh, who else they got? Rod, Rod Woodson okay. and Bill Romanowski. Yo, actually, I, I was thinking defense for so long. I was thinking there's some kind of linebacker. Yeah, yeah. It was mainly their defense that got him there, but it was. Cool, cool, yeah, cool players. I like that Darren McFadden nod, though. That was sweet. Yeah, but he was mod- he's like 2010. Yeah, I forgot all about him, though. It's nice yeah. to remember those guys. Absolutely. But, all right, let's take it over to the uh, injuries, unless you have anything else for the Week 18. Uh, no, no. Everything else will come later. All right. So, uh, for injuries, quarterback Aaron Rodgers. I'm just going to sit the playoff teams here, um, so I'm not going to worry about any other teams. But quarterback yeah. Aaron Rodgers believes that his toe – should be 100% by next week. Whatever that means. I don't know if the toe injury is real or not. I don't know if the toe thing is. It's just like, <laughs> I know he has a bum toe. That's it. <laughs> he's like showed it on like podcasts and shit. It's like, I don't know if I believe you, bud. I, it's, yeah, he's such a weird dude. Mm-hmm. It's just a then weird injury to have, too. Oh, yeah. What was that? That's just a weird injury to have, too. What a weird dude. <laughs> then Cardinals defensive end J.J. Watt could potentially return to the team for Monday Night Football. But wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins will not play. Okay, okay. So they're okay. without Hopkins, but they might get J.J. Watt back. That'd be sweet. That'd be a huge help. Mm-hmm. Then Bucks running back Leonard Fournette is doubtful for Sunday, but probably the better side of doubtful, I would imagine. Like um, week, the week after, they'll probably play if they want. Yeah, I, I think he might. I think he might play this week. I, I don't know. I, I would definitely make sure he suits up. Yeah. I mean, because they might be without Gio Bernard, too, so then they got to rely on Le'Veon Bell and Ronald Jones. Yeah. So, I don't I, know. Eleni should play. Mm-hmm. And then Bills wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders is expected back for the wild card weekend, so that'll be a big help for the Bills offensively. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And then uh, Chiefs wide receiver Tyreek Hill is expected back as well. Yeah. Um, I have one that yeah. I read that's probably not this week, but if we win – Juju might be back. Juju, <laughs> Juju was a full participant in practice today. He, it, we have 21 days. He got activated off the IR. We have 21 days to suit him up. Dude, and I mean, he, I mean, we'll he probably was, get to this with Pickums and shit. But like, I, I, I think I saw this meme where it was like a Steelers fan, and it was like saying like. I'm just happy we made it here. The Chiefs are going to, like, blow us out. You know, I'm just happy, you know, be here for Ben's last game. But then, like, they're thinking, let's go to the fucking Super Bowl, dude. I'm I'm kind of in that mindset, dude. That's every conversation I have. Every conversation (laughs) I've had. I I think the best thing going for us right now is that we played them before. I'm pulling a reference from Spider-Man No Way Home. Like, MJ said, like, you expect disappointment. Like, I'm expecting disappointment. 
But anything that's not that is like holy shit. And yeah. I think if we win, if we somehow beat the Chiefs, we I, I'm a lot more confident in the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. Than, yeah, than me too. I, like if we somehow beat the Chiefs, we'll get into it. We'll get into that. We're wasn't yeah. talking about oh, Juju. Yeah, so he's a full participant in practice today. So that made me start thinking if we win this week, he most likely could be back for the next week. Definitely interesting. Definitely we, interesting. We'd see more Juju and less Ray Ray McLeod. Mm-hmm. Thank God. <laughs> then uh, let's take it over to the headlines. Leading off, we got the coaching carousel. So we had a ton of moves on Black Monday for the uh, head coaching vacancies. The Bears fired head coach Matt Nagy, finally, and their general manager, Ryan Pace. The Vikings fired head coach Mike Zimmer, finally, as well as GM Rick Spielman. The Dolphins surprisingly fired their head coach, Brian Flores, after a, some would say, very successful season for the Dolphins. Mm -hmm. Then the Giants fired their head coach, Joe Judge, and their general manager, Dave Gettleman, had a Nixon move of retiring. So, (laughs) we'll see. No, no further explanations there, I guess. Um, and then the Broncos fired their head coach, head coach Vic Vangio. And then the Texans fired just today their head coach, David Culley. Yeah. And then, uh, what's it called too? Dave, Kevin Colbert retired. Who's he coached for? Steelers GM. Oh yeah, Steelers GM. Yeah. Well, I think they said he's, he's stepping down after the season. Yeah. He, he's, he's sticking around until the draft. Yeah. Okay, I'm fine with that. He's going to draft this year, and then the second the draft's over, he's, his retirement starts. I don't know how I feel about that, but I don't know. Because I, I, like, I think we draft well. I don't think that's the problem. He's fine. I, well, he get fired. He's literally just retiring. He's been around. Yeah, it sucks. He, he won two Super Bowls with us. He was there mm-hmm. since way before 40. So, yeah, that does suck. But... but as those teams are going through the interview process, we have some leads as to who's, who they might be uh, bringing on board. The Bears are – a lot of these teams are kind of pretty much interviewing the same guys. Yeah. But I'll just name some notable ones. But the Bears are interviewing Brian Flores, which I think is a great move. Yeah, I think that – I think That's a solid move. I, I think that would be perfect. Mm-hmm. They're also interviewing Doug Peterson, Byron Leftwich. Dan Quinn and Todd Bowles. I'm out on the last two. I'm out on Peterson. I think leaves the Leftwich or Flores, honestly. I'm cool with Peterson. I'm out on Dan Quinn, Leftwich, and I'm cool with Todd, Todd Bowles, too. Todd Bowles did all right for the Jets, and he's been a pretty good defensive coordinator for the uh, uh, for the Bucks. Yeah. So I think with a defensive yeah, team yeah, like you're the right. Bears. Is fine. Why are you yeah, I don't think. I think with a defensive team like the Bears, that can work out. Why are you out on Leftwich? Leftwich is the uh, – I don't know. I mean, he's just a quarterback coach for the Bucs. I, I feel like he hasn't been an offensive coordinator yet, has he? I thought he was right now, wasn't he? Oh, is he? I could be wrong then. I thought he was the quarterback coach. Let me look. I'm looking. Because I could swear he's the offensive coordinator. Maybe he moved from quarterback coach to offensive coordinator. You might be right there, actually. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm where I'm looking. Yeah, he's offensive coordinator as a – Okay. He never was a quarterback coach. He's – Offensive coordinator since 2019. I don't know. I just don't see it like working out though. I like I like Brian Flores first, and then Todd Bowles, and then Doug Peterson. Yeah, I mean, I think Flores is the guy you have to go for. 100. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100. And Leftwich, I think, would be better fit in another team. Which I'm. Yeah, the Jaguars. We'll talk mm-hmm. about. 
Then uh, the Broncos are interviewing Nathaniel Hackett, who's the Packers offensive coordinator, which there's some rumors that he might get the job because they might be going for Rodgers. That, yeah, that'd be, that'd be smart. Then they're also interviewing Kellen Moore, the Cowboys offensive coordinator, and Dan Quinn as well. Yeah. The Jaguars, um, though, are interviewing Bill O'Brien. They're trying to bring him back to the NFL. Also, Doug Peterson, but I think that interview already happened, so I don't think that's likely. And then uh, Jim Caldwell. I think Caldwell I like. Yeah, I thought I thought that I read that they're going for Byron Leftwich too. Oh, they might be too. That that makes sense because he played for the Jaguars. Yeah, I was exactly because for that I read I've been it was like a week ago, so I don't know if it's like already it's they've said all right, never mind. Yeah, but I, I thought that was like the most likely shot was that they're going to get Byron Leftwich. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I didn't see anything for the Texans interviewing because that just happened. No, uh, Jared, what's his name? Mayo. Oh, yeah, Gerard Mayo from the player Mayo. for the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, he's a linebacker coach. Apparently, mm-hmm. that's the Texans' number one job, like number one target. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, and then apparently the Dolphins owner states that he is not going after Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh should interview – the Bears should be interviewing him, too. I don't think that'd be bad either, but it looks he like played. the Raiders might be looking to sign Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. I, so, I think they should stick with uh, their current coach right now, Rick uh, – Pasicchia. Pasicchia, yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. I think I think he, he at least deserves a one-year contract. Mm-hmm. Especially after finding a way to get to the playoffs, you know. Absolutely. It's but that's all I have for the coaching carousel. Um, do you want to toss in anything? Uh, coaching carousel. Uh, no, but I would imagine, I'd imagine we're gonna be firing Matt Cannon when our season's over. Yeah, as soon as that's done, he's out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. Then next up on the headlines, Rams signed former All Pro safety Eric Weddle out of retirement for the rest of this uh, playoffs. No. So it makes sense. That's a standard move for the uh, Rams. Yeah, absolutely. I. Hey, you I, got a name? Come play here. No, yeah, I think I think he retired too soon. Anyways. Uh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. No, you know, I'm saying like personally, I think Eric Weddle retired way too soon. Oh, I'm I'm for I'm for the Rams keeping them. We are signing. I mean, he's just as old as Ben. I don't think that's I don't think it's unheard of, especially for a defensive player. Maybe not so much a safety, but wait, how old is he? He's he's same age as Ben. I think they were in the same draft class. Oh well, when he retired, I could swear he was younger than that. It was like a year ago or two years ago. Oh, okay, never mind. The disregard because I. For some reason, I thought he was, like, 33 when he retired. I, th- I think he's, like, 35. No, I trust you. I trust you. Um, And then the last thing I had for the headlines themselves is the Browns plan to move forward with uh, Baker Mayfield at quarterback. I mean, why wouldn't you? If you have, like, that one more year, if you have a fifth option, might as well take it, I guess. Uh, it, I wouldn't. I, I hope they just give him all the money in the world, and then it's just another Flacco situation. Where it's like, fuck, we have no money. We paid it all to this guy. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's be so Browns. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving after the headlines, so we're doing uh the talking dirty regular season awards. All right, so yeah. the NFL they have their standard, you know, MVP, uh, rookie of the year, all that stuff. Um, we're gonna be doing a little spin on it with our own awards. Uh, as far as like obviously like the big five or six. And then a couple more thrown in there for a little uh, little sparkle, you know? Yeah. So first up, 
so we're doing a quarterback MVP because that's the way it should be, and anybody that says differently needs to check the facts here. All right. Yeah. Quarterback MVP. I'm still giving it to Aaron Rodgers. Man's top ten passing yards with four thousand one hundred fifteen. He's fourth in touchdown passes with thirty seven, and first in interceptions. He only has four on the season, and his QBR is the highest at sixty eight point eight. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he definitely. I think that's the only reason he played. Yeah, pad the stats. Just to pad the stats, yeah. Mm-hmm. So for me, the big thing is the lack of turnovers and the ability to make plays. Um, Brady had a great year, but like I was saying at the beginning of the season, if he broke his TD record, like I said, um, I'd take Brady over Rodgers. But he didn't, so here we are. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, I agree, I agree. Yeah. Then MVP slash offensive MVP, essentially. Um, Cooper Cup. I'm giving it to Cooper Cup. He had 145 receptions with 1,947 yards, 16 touchdowns, and 61.38% of first downs achieved, um, nine of which his receptions were 40-plus yards. Yeah, he he, he killed it this year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah, he, okay. No, good, good. If you have anything else to say about that. I was going to say, Cooper Cup was automatic this year. Uh, he swiftly became Matt Stafford's primary target and eight all season long. Uh, it was a tough choice between him and Jonathan Taylor, but the Rams are in the playoffs and the Colts are not, so I think that just kind of says it all right there. Um, plus, like Jonathan Taylor, he had a little bit of a shaky start, but he once he got into form, he was kind of rolling. But Cooper Cup's been automatic all year. Um, that's what I was going to say, but I'll let you finish first, because I say the only other person you can argue for here is Jonathan Taylor, but mm-hmm. I would also take Cooper Cup over Jonathan Taylor because of what you said. Well, not not being the playoffs part, but like they started kind of slow. He mm-hmm. didn't get really get the peak until like week four or five or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So so I I agree with Cooper Cup. Then defensive player of the year, obviously I'm giving it to DJ Watt. Should yes, last should have been for the last three years. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, he has 22.5 sacks, which ties the NFL record held by Matt Strahan. Um, also he has five forced fumbles, which is fifth in the NFL and he has 48 solo tackles, and he's also had a ton of stats that aren't even on the books. Um, This man, if he gets snubbed again, I'll be livid. T.J. Watt has been single-handedly winning games for the Pittsburgh Steelers this year, and he tied the sack record while missing, like, what, three games this year or something like that? Yeah. Like, give the man the credit he deserves. I was going to say, he tied Michael Strahan, and he played less games than Michael Strahan. Yeah, yeah. And there was that sack they gave Michael Strahan from Brett Favre, because, like, Brett Favre kind of just, like, fell down to give him the record. And this last game, uh, T.J. Walker snubbed two, uh, one and a half sacks. They mm-hmm. would have broke it because the one they called Cam Hayward for a BS high hit, but that mm-hmm. would have been a half sack that would have gave him the record solely. Yeah. And the other one was the fumble, forced fumble he had, like they said is an abandoned play <laughs> when he punched it out. But, like, what's his face? Uh, whoever that guy from Ravens' name is, I can't think of right now because he's relevant. He picked the ball up and started like running around the backfield, and then that should be yeah, a, made a football move. Yeah, yeah. I think they were claiming that he the play was uh given up, and he was just like trying to run it from that point. But that it's still a sack, I'd say. Yeah, I think it's so. Sack, but whatever. Then offensive rookie of the year, I'm giving it to Jamar Chase. No one else you could. I, yeah, I mean, it, there, there's a couple of options, but, like, Jamar Chase just shines above him. He had 81 receptions. He had 14, uh, 1,455 yards, which is fourth in the NFL. He had 13 touchdowns, which is third in the NFL, and he had 18 yards per catch. 
Yeah, he he killed it. Yeah, so like very impressive year. Um, he trolled he trolled the world, making us think he couldn't catch the ball at first at the start of the season. Then all of a sudden, he just had this breakout performance uh, with this huge game against the Chiefs for 300 plus yards, really solidifying him in this position for me. And anybody who takes Mac Jones for this award is either a Patriots fan or moronic, or uh, have or haven't been paying attention to the season. Yeah. Um, then defensive rookie of the year. I got Micah Parsons. Pretty obvious answer there. He had Absolutely. 64 solo tackles, 13 sacks, which is sixth in the NFL, and three forced fumbles, which is 13th in the NFL. Um, he's looking to be the defensive steal of the draft for uh, this past year. Uh, I feel like the man is the driving force of the Cowboys having the year they did defensively. Diggs was like the flashy, like, interception guy, but, like, Micah Parsons was doing the dirty work the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, Penn State does it again with another defensive force in the NFL. Uh, for him to win defense player M- MVP is a bit much right now for me. I think uh, I think maybe in, like, a couple of years he, he'll definitely be in that category. Yeah, um... Oh, he, I'd say he's probably what third in voting for defensive player of the year. Yeah. Depoy. Um, because I'd probably put Miles Garrett two and him three, but the fact that he's in the top three conversation as a crazy insane. It's insane. Yeah, it's so he's killing it. Um, and then comeback player of the year. I have Cordero Patterson. <laughs> I know, I knew you were going to do that before I even looked at it because you've been saying that. Dude. I know, I know. Where is the, where is, <laughs> what? This is, this is a 50-yarder of yours. It was. It was. But, like, I'm still – I'm a little bit biased. But, like, yeah. I know that I'm going to get the where's Dak Prescott kind of thing. Or Joe Burrow. Like, what? I think either of them are going to win it. But, like, when you come back from injury, I just don't give it as much credit as actually coming back from being a shitty player, you know? Yeah, but you're coming back because you're coming back from a bad injury. Yeah, but come on. It's just – it's it, like I expect Dak Prescott to sling on these defenses whenever he comes back from injury. I expected Joe Burrow to be fine coming back from injury. I would have never have guessed that Corderell Patterson was going to have the year that he had. Okay, okay. That's that's where I come in with comeback player of the year. I understand the criticism in that, but the man had 618 yards and six TDs rushing, and 548 yards and five TDs receiving. So a total of over a thousand yards and eleven TDs. It was a pretty fucking good year for a guy that's essentially been dubbed a locker room cancer and a bum for the last like three or four years. And I don't know. I just think I just think it's justified. All right. That's that's my TED talk. Thank you for coming. Mm, okay. Mm, all right. I'd say they'll look out for him in free agency. He'll probably get a nice contract somewhere. Yeah, I'm looking up what he did last game. Oh, he didn't do that good last game. We, we don't yeah. talk about that. 11 rushing yards and one receiving yard. He, he had a falling off. He's doing better than like, he's ever done his career. The game before, he had 28 yards. Yeah, he had last yards, 18 yards. Are you looking at both rushing and receiving? Yeah. No, this is rushing receiving. Okay, so... Receiving at one yard, twenty-four yards, and minus one, five, one. <laughs> he got hurt one game. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, they're doing this petty bullshit where they're giving Mike Davis the ball at the end of the year. But like, he he, he good for like a stretch of the season. But I'm gonna call him comeback player. All right, all right. I still think he's comeback player of the year. 
But I understand the criticisms in that. <laughs> um, then coach of the year. I'm giving this one to Mike Vrabel. Yeah. Uh, the Titans held on to the one seed in the AFC after sustaining injuries to not only their star running back, Derrick Henry, but also their wide receivers, A.J. Brown and newly acquired Julio Jones. Uh, they had their ups and downs throughout the year, losing to teams like the Jets and shit like that. But they won when necessary, and that comes down to coaching. And also they have the bye right now, so if Derrick Henry comes back for the playoffs fully healthy, look out for Tennessee. Yeah. Rabel, Rabel uh, has been a good coach for the last few years, obviously, mm-hmm. but I, I think this year definitely helps solidify him coaching in this year. Yeah. Um, is there an, uh, I mean, obviously you have the next couple, I see your next couple awards here, but, uh, if there, if there was a reverse for comeback player of the year, it, it has to get a Julio Jones. Like, go away player of the year? Or? Yeah, like the ones you thought was going to be like, oh, they're come back so good. And then there's don't. Um, I'd say Julio Jones. Cause everyone thought he's going to go back to old Julio Jones. I'm going to say Saquon. Saquon is kind of disappointing, but that team also, like, that's yeah. He went from a bad team to a good team. And yeah, that's true. Made it off the world and he just did it. Dude, all right. What if what if sneaky comeback player of the year for the last few weeks? What if it's Cordell Patterson until like he started going in a slump? Because that's around the time OBJ got traded and started killing. <laughs> yeah. What with the code like uh, Odell Patterson? Like a shared Madden cover. Odell Patterson Jr. <laughs> combine the names. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, and then we also have a couple of awards that we just threw in there. Um, I, we have Surprise of the Year, and we have Disappointment of the Year, and another one that will be mentioned later. So we got Surprise of the Year. I'm going to give that to the Bengals. Um, a lot of team, a lot of like you know analysts and shit like that when they were doing their preseason projections. Uh, a lot of them had you know the Browns and the Ravens up at the one and two spot, the Steelers at the four, and a lot of them had the Bengals at three. The Bengals went out and shocked the world. Um, they got the, they won the ASC North. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase is looking amazing, even though people like, even myself criticized them for not drafting Penny Sewell instead of Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. But it really worked out for them and it's looking like a great, uh, franchise to come. Yeah. I, I can't agree more. I hate to say it, but I can't agree more. Mm-hmm. Then disappointment of the year, I have the Chargers. I love Herbert. I love Eckler. Um, even with like the, Breakout like performance with Mike Williams like coming back as well. Um, it just they just didn't even make the playoffs at the end after looking like such a hot start to the season. Herbert like had five thousand passing yards. Eckler was like just had an amazing performance all season. To not make the playoffs with that kind of team is tough. It's tough. So tough. I I. I'm victim of the I had so many 50 yarders that were <laughs> Chargers oriented. Yeah, like I I think I had the Chargers win the Super Bowl like week two or three. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, I'm all on the Chargers, and then yeah, yeah they sucked. Yeah, it was pretty tough for them all year, but uh, consistent. It's so hard to pick them, and I had Herbert and Mike Williams on my fantasy team, so I was I had to always like. Are they going to do good or what? Because if they didn't do good, those two didn't put up points. If they I think it was the Patriots game that, like, started this, too. Uh, when they lost to the Patriots, it kind of started because then they lost to the Ravens. Okay, I was going to say, I thought the Ravens were first, but I think that you're right about the Patriots. Yeah, either it, it was either the Patriots or the Ravens, but whichever one it was that played first, that's what, like, started this all. And then they were super inconsistent following that. I think the Cowboys is an early loss, too. 
where it came down to the last second. That's yeah, that's not a bad one though because it did come down to the last second, and they are a really good team. Yeah, I guess a lot of them did come down to the last second. They, they, just tough games. I don't know, man. I I'm still sticking to my 50 yarder. I don't think Staley's a good coach, but we'll probably get more on that later too. Um, I think I think with I think with him, there he's so consistent that. I don't think he's gonna get fired after year one, but I think if he does the same kind of shit next year, they're not gonna, they're gonna have like, they're not gonna keep him around. Yeah, yeah. Like, if this happens next year, he's definitely gone. Yeah, I think if it's the same result as this year, because, especially because the timeout we're gonna talk about here in a second, like, that was just awful coaching. Mm -hmm. That that, that cost him a playoff spot. That one decision cost him a playoff spot. But, uh, with that, let's take it over to our segments. Uh, leading off, we got guys, grandiose gangs, the playoff edition. All right. So I normally do the top 10, but with the playoffs being this week, I figure I'm just going to kind of rank all the playoff teams and put them in a certain category. And I'm just going to roll with this for the entirety of the playoffs. Um, so first up, I got my Super Bowl contenders. All right. So this is going to be in order of where I like have them in a ranking. Mm-hmm. So I got the Chiefs at number one, the Packers at two. The Titans at three and the Bucks at four. The Chiefs, they're fully back. Um, you don't think they're number one right now for the Super Bowl? They're going to be a first-round bounce. How can they be number one? Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yeah. uh, that, I, mean, I think they're the favorite for the Super Bowl right now, the way they're playing. They, they finally figure it all out, get the right time. Um, then the Packers at number two. I think that loss to the Lions is going to – Low-key comeback to, like, haunt them in a way. Um, Maybe affecting, like, a late playoff game kind of situation where I think – they're definitely a contender, but I think they might lose in, like, the NFC Championship game at the end of everything. Like typical Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, yeah. Um, Next contender I have, the Titans, like I was saying, with the uh, uh, coach of the year. Derrick Henry's back, and with the bye week of rest, this is going to be huge for them. Uh, I think they seriously, if Derrick Henry goes on like a mega late season, like kind of situation like he normally does, this team's going places. And I think they have a good enough defense and a great running game that that can win you a championship. Yeah. um, I agree with the Titans, too. I I think Titans are definitely a team, especially because of the Derrick Henry thing. Mm -hmm. Then uh, number four, I have the Bucs. So the Bucs, I mean – they're the Bucks, but I just think this injury shit with them on defense and offense now, and a lot of, like, drama things kind of happening. I don't know. Their inconsistency, they've been they've proved it wrong before, but I do think they're definitely a contender. It's just I, they're on the low end of that contendership for me. Yeah, I, I'm looking at the rest of your categories. Um, there's not really another category I'd put them in besides mm-hmm. one, but I don't think they're going to win. I think yeah. it be a first or second round bounce. Yeah, I just think they have too many injuries defensively, and they have too many injuries like on their offense that I, I think it's just going to catch up with them. If everyone was healthy, they'd be the number one team. But mm. not, but you're you're saying there's so many injuries that I can't see them making a deep run. Yeah, but I wouldn't put them at high expectation, low result because you, it's still a Tom Brady led team. Exactly, exactly. So you can't count them out completely. You, you got to always give them center them contenders. Next up, I got my dark horse contenders. These are teams that I think uh, have a very slim chance, but a chance to become a contender. Um, this is in order: the Bills, the 49ers, and the Patriots. The Bills, ever since they beat the Patriots for that second go about, they've been on a tear right now, and 
if, if they can figure out a decent running game system and their defense can step up in the situations they need them to, uh, this team can definitely make a Super Bowl run. I agree. 49ers, they are the hottest team in the NFC side right now. They're winning games left and right with their run game and their defense. George Kittle's back and Debo Samuel's also killing it. Um, I just don't, I, this team, this is the team you don't want to play in the playoffs on the NFC side. Absolutely. I agree with that. Then for the Patriots, I'm just not going to count out Bill Belichick. Especially because this this first game against the Bills is going to be a weather game. It's going to be a mm-hmm. pretty cold, snowy, most likely game, which we saw a couple weeks ago that he could definitely outcoach McDermott exactly. in like in a more of like a game like that. So you can't count the Patriots out by any means. And on and on top of that, their running their running back committee is amazing with uh, Stevenson, Harris, and Bolden, and then their defense is probably the best in the NFL as well. So I'm going to put them at the bottom half of that uh, dark horse contender. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that because I also, which we'll get into pickums in a little bit here too. I, I'm not, I don't think they're going to win, mm-hmm. but time if they do win, look out. Yeah, that's yeah. It. It, it, either they're going to go all the way or they're going to lose first round. Then the next category I have is high expectations but low results. Teams that you know are coming in with pretty much expectations of a Super Bowl, um, but I don't think they're going to make it at all. I don't think they have a shot. Number one, I have the Cowboys. Number two, I have the Rams. Number three, I have the Cardinals. Um, I agree with all three, hundred percent. I the Cowboys, Cardinals more so than the Rams because I think those two are actual, like very fraudulent. That's fair. The Rams have to play good in it. So in all season, we haven't really seen a string of games where they played very good. Mm-hmm. I think the Rams are a very good team, but I see. I think the Cowboys, Cardinals are frauds, but I call Rams inconsistent. The benefit to the Rams and the Cardinals is they're playing each other in the first round where the yeah. Cowboys are playing the 49ers, so that's kind of tougher. So the Cowboys might lose sooner than whichever wins out of the Rams and Cardinals, obviously. The Cowboys playing 49ers. 49ers. And, who, and the, is it Eagles-Bucks? Eagles-Bucks. Okay, okay. For some reason, I thought Cowboys-Eagles ran, ran it back. but <laughs> Okay. Um, but the Cowboys, I mean, they, the Cowboys have not beaten a playoff team this year. Mm-mm. So that Close. that's a scary stat right there. I'm not confident in them. I'm not at all. Yeah. I'm not. Um, and then the Rams, uh, kind of with that inconsistency thing with the Buccaneers, but a little more serious. Uh, they're kind of adding a bunch of puzzle pieces, and it's just like the pieces aren't really meshing well. Um, they might be able to pull it out of their ass. I don't know. But like I was saying, they might win, like, the first game, but that's about it. I don't expect them to go further than the second round. Yeah, I'm, 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 they're my the team, NFC team I'm rooting for the most. Um. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Him. I mean, I, I'm a big Aaron Donald guy. I've, I've always, I always root for the Rams because of Aaron mm-hmm. Donald, um, H2P. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that I think I think you're done on the nose there with the Rams. Like they're a good team. It's just it's it's not they don't play good all the time together. Mm-hmm. If everyone plays if everyone plays at their best. That's yeah, like, they're unstoppable. They're, it's the best team in the NFL, but. Mm-hmm. They never do. Like, even, like, Stafford's been very, very shaky this year. Yeah. And then I have the Cardinals, which, with their injuries, um, I, I it's kind of like the Bucks. I think it's just going to catch up to them. And they've also kind of been uh, downgrading at the wrong time here. Uh, they've been having some tough losses, and I think it's, it's just they're not going to do well. I don't think they're going to do well at all. They, 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 I think they're the Steelers of last year. 
Yeah, yeah. We started off eleven and zero, and they started off insanely, like one loss, like eleven and one or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then since then, they've like stumbled through the last half of the season. And then they're going to lose the first round to a divisional rival. Like I think it's exactly the same thing that's happened to the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Then I got my Miracle Mavericks. All right, these are teams that probably no shot in hell. Some of them might be cool, and I'm rooting for, but like it's probably never going to happen. First up, I got the Bengals. Then I got the Eagles. Then I got the Raiders, and then I got the Steelers. The Bengals, it's just like the lack of uh, experience in the playoffs that I think is going to be the reason that, of their downfall. They'll definitely be back here, but I think this year isn't just it. Just isn't it. They might get a win on the Raiders, but that's it. I agree. That's what I've been. I've, I've been saying that all season about the Bengals. They're a really good young team. It's gonna be really good for so long, but they are too young to make a playoff run. Yeah, yeah. Then the Eagles. They they've been playing some tough teams and they've been playing them well. I think they can maybe squeak out one, possibly against the Bucks, but hurt. It, it's it's gonna get it's gonna be weird and difficult for them. Um, then the Raiders. I think their big Super Bowl was last week against the Chargers. I think them making the playoffs is just like that. That's it. I think I think though I think they could beat Cincinnati, but whoever they play after that, they're done. Yeah, yeah. Then the Steelers. I mean, they're going to the Super Bowl, but if we're looking from not a Steeler fan perspective. They also kind of just got lucky and got into the playoffs, but you know they got the Super Bowl, so it's all good. It's all good. No, this should be a contender. I'm not. <laughs> I listen. I'm not just saying that. They need the Chiefs. I'm with you on contender. I, I'm not. I'm not. I think we should be a contender. I'm not just saying this. I'm a Steeler fan, but this is the exact same position that we were in in Super Bowl 40 year. We made our run. We're the last team in. Uh, Ben's first Super Bowl, Ben's last Super Bowl, seven for seven. Wow. The Super Bowl is on my birthday. It's, we just played this team. We have, this is Ben's last ride. This is a team of destiny, like, type of team right here. No, I mean, I, I'm definitely rooting for them, and I do think they have a shot if they beat the Chiefs, but. The best part about it is that the reason we're good is our defense. Yeah, yeah. And and that's what, like, not to be cliche, that's what wins championships. I, I think the big thing, too, I mean, I like I don't think we – I think if the, we play the Bills, we might lose to them. Because, like, we played them before we beat them. I feel like they're going to be mad about that. Like, uh, I think we're going to beat them again. I mean, yeah, but, like – Well, bro. But, like, if we didn't – I don't know. It's it's, it's going to be tough. But I, I'm pulling for them. It's just Dude, tough. The path – our path to the Super Bowl starts this week against the Chiefs, right? Then we're going to play the, the Titans. Then we'll beat them. Then we're going to play the Titans again. We're going to beat the Titans again. Then we're going to be the Bengals in the AFC Championship. Little brother thinks they're going to leapfrog us. Be like, oh, it's our time, old man. No, we beat us twice already this year. We're going to beat you when it counts. Then we're going to go to the Super Bowl. And then I'm going to stop there. Wait. 50 yarders from there. My 50 yarders going to take over from here. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm sorry. I started dipping in my 50 yard. Dude, I kind of like that if we play the Bengals in the championship game. Yeah, I. I, I can see team. that. I can see the broadcaster saying, "Yeah, we'll table, we'll table." I'm, pay, I'm pausing because this is my 50 yard. I okay. forgot this is my 50 yard. I'm good. Okay. All right, then let's take it over to your weirder sign. We need of the week. Yeah, we just sign. We need of the week. We'll go, I'll do that first. Uh, I am pulling up. Just I know my mine are this year this week. I need to pull up my all time. Um, so this week is the last week of the regular season. So I got this week's weenies of the week. I add everyone's toes up from the rest of the weeks, and I will have the final standings here in a second. But first, this week, week 18, wrapping it up. Number three, the Dolphins. The Dolphins, I put number three, even though they beat the Patriots because they fired Brian Flores. Um, 
Brian Flores apparently was fired because of a power struggle with the GM. He was very anti-drafting Tua, uh, Brian Flores that was, and then since Tua kind of did good, there was a big like back and forth, and so the only reason Flores is out apparently is a power struggle, which is stupid because Flores is a very good coach. Um, he did a very good job for his first two years, right? The only two years in the Dolphins were the three years. He he took a team that wasn't going to win any games to so five wins. Um, still got them to a, and then the next year took them to the playoffs. Then this year they were what like one and seven or one and six. They won like eight or nine straight. And yeah, he's been great. Like I thought he was a fantastic coach, and I think whoever he goes now next, he's going to win coach of the year. Like yeah. if you go to the Bears, it's huge for the Bears. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so they're number three just because they fired Brian Flores. I think that's a really dumb move. Number two is the Chargers. Um, we talked about it with Coach Daly with the timeout, all that stuff. Now we can unpause that debate here because they not only um I they don't only did like that timeout cost them like the playoffs. Actually, no, that's it. Like that that timeout cost them the playoffs. Yeah. Like, like I, I seriously think it was a game of chicken, and it was like who's gonna say I want to win this game first and lose it because of that, you know? Yeah. And the fucking when he called that timeout, it was like the Raiders being like, oh, okay. We're gonna yeah. go kick the field goal and win it. Yeah, because they called timeouts so they can. Like, I I heard afterwards Rick Persicia in an interview said they were prepared to let the clock run down to the end of the thing and just run it one more time and end the game, right? But they called that timeout, and so Rich Persicia's like, okay, we'll call a timeout, let's go. And they ran the ball and they got like the, whoever ran it got like ten yards, yeah. Well, we got more than that and actually put him in field goal position, we got the first down and field goal position. So then that's when Rick Persicia's like. Oh shit! We can win this thing. So he called a timeout. Then he ran another play. They called the timeout. Two seconds left and won the game. So mm-hmm. he literally said afterwards, if Staley did not call that timeout, the Chargers would be in the playoffs right now. Yeah, and did you see the Raider player? I think it was that guy you were mentioning earlier. Um, was it? Uh, what was his name? The guy with the Steeler mascot outside of his Crosby. House? Huh? Crosby. Max Crosby. Yeah, Max Crosby. I think he was talking to Austin Eckler on the. Like, after the game, immediately was over. And you could see him, like, whispering something behind his, like, uh, hand. And you just saw Austin Eckler go, like, damn, really? And I was like, all right, like. Well, that's definitely what it was. Hey, we, yeah, he was like, you know we are going to run it there, right? Like, we are going we to gonna tie. Like, Yeah. Because the reason that they are going to let it run out, because they want to pump the ball back and have the Chargers have a chance to win. So they're going to mm-hmm. run it all the way down. But since the Chargers called timeout, they can they get the ball back. The Raiders are like, well, screw you. Let's get the first down and win this thing. So we 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 as Steeler fans should donate to like a charity of Staley's choosing. I saw a lot of users donate to Carlson's charity, the kicker. Yeah. The but Staley would be funnier because the trolling of the Steeler. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, my number one. We need the week is the Colts. Yeah. There's not, there's not much to get into. They literally had to beat the Jaguars and make the playoffs, and they lost. They had to beat the Raiders or the Jaguars and they lost both. Like, that's <laughs> bad. That's an all-time collapse. Uh, but that's literally all I have from it. It's like, that, that deserves me winning the week just by not making the playoffs. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's tough, man. Like the other two had a little bit more backstory. To this. They just lost. That's why they <laughs> um, They just got fucked up. Um, all right, well. Let's take it over to our 50-yarder then. Nope. All right. Nope, nope. We're, I'm going to do the weenie final standings. Oh, my bad. Yeah, go ahead. So I tallied up all the points. Uh, I have 
organized, you can see this on the camera, I organized every single winner, how many points, <laughs> and I put them in different categories here. Um, so we'll do the final standing. These are the teams that literally had more than one appearance. Okay. So I only did ones without one appearance for this category. The top three, though, the ones you saw on the graphic already, uh, number three, the Steelers. I'll get the other four to eight later, but Steelers, number three on the list, they appeared twice. They had five total points, one first-place vote and uh, one second-place vote. Um, the two times they lost or got winning of the week was when we started off one and three and lost to the Packers because as a first week, we did winnings of the week. Week yeah. four, I was going to just do, like, a power ranking bottom three. I wasn't going to do it into God's goofy shit I've been doing. So I just picked three teams and the Steelers were on that list because we were one and three and we just lost like three games straight. Yeah. Uh, but, and then the other one was after we tied the lines. That was when you got the first place winning vote. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, number two, this person uh, appeared twice for a total of six points. Both times they got first place and that's Jackson Mahomes. <laughs> I think the first one was when he danced on Sean Taylor's number, and the yeah. second one was whenever the bar roasted him. <laughs> yeah, that's like, exactly what. I also think he was an honorable mention the week whenever he, he dumped water on the Ravens fan. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think I must put him on that one, but I think that was before I started winning of the week. So he would have been – he honestly would have won. <laughs> we were doing it at that point, but he didn't. So he got two two first place votes for two six points. But the number one winning of the week, and you had him in our notes before we started for Dick of the Year, um, Antonio Brown. He appeared three times. That's the most by anyone on the list. Um, totaling two first pick, two first places, and one third. Um, and he got seven points total. The first places were, I think, fake when he vaccine left, card, the fake vaccine card suspension, and then that. And then the third place one was after he came back from the fake back suspension. He's like telling the reporters that you're faking drama about it. <laughs> so those are his three he got. This, oh man. So what's uh, the four through eight? Four th- I got them all I got every single one. So four through eight. Um just missed it was Baker Mayfield. He appeared twice for two second place votes for four points. All right. Uh, number five was the Dolphins. This this second time we had him this week was the second time they had it. Three points settled. They had a second place earlier in the year and the first place this year. I forget why they got it the first time. Yeah, I don't know. Probably because they oh, They lost the Jaguars in London. They lost the Jaguars. Yeah. That's what it was. Um, number six was Chase Claypool. He had two appearances for three points. Um, the boombox. The boombox in practice and the first down point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number seven was the Browns. Um, I counted the Browns offensive line from last week into this. Yeah. And the other one was – I forget what the other one was. Probably when they got cooked by a team. Or when they lost to the Lions. Or no, when they beat the Lions but didn't I start I think, Maybe, I, I think the Browns was just the first week whenever I was picked the teams that weren't doing good. Okay, yeah, maybe. I think that's what it was. And then number eight was ESPN reporters slash announcers. Two times, two points, third place each time. That was for whenever the one ESPN reporter asked Mike Tom about the USC job. And, he got <laughs> and then the other one was whenever they said Najee Harris slept on the floor in college. And like he's like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> um, okay, so the, the next category, shockingly only appeared one time, one-timers. Number one, Urban Meyer. Yeah. One first place, the only time he appeared, um, and that was when he got fired. Like, I could have put him up for the – I think the bar incident was before we started doing weenies. Mm-hmm. And the, all the other shit was just, like, whatever. Number two – John Gruden only appeared one time, and he was my number one week of the week, and then as we're doing it, he got fired. 
So that was <laughs> the reason he wasn't two separate. It, yes. it would have been back to back first places. He would have been second place. It would have been him, yeah. Jeff, whatever. But the the news that he got fired dropped. I was as reading the news of the week. So we've kind of bounced him in. Um, number three was Roger Goodell. He only won first place once. And that was after he came out to we're not releasing any of the stuff about Washington football team investigation. Yeah. Number four, Washington football team got play, uh, one, uh, one time. He's only, they're only on Weeds Week one time is a first place. And that was literally two weeks ago when they lost to the Cowboys by a lot. And their teams were, they brought the benches and the, <laughs> the teammates were fighting. <laughs> but uh, number five was John Harbaugh. He won one time. He only won, he only got nominated once and it was for second place. And that was after the second time he did the, uh, two point conversion and lost. Mm-hmm. Then number six, Le'Veon Bell. He only got on the list one time. It was second place and that was when he got cut by the Ravens. Yeah. yeah. Then just the rest of the list, I'm just going to go through it real quick, just real quick and then we'll move on. Number one, uh, Vikings, Devin Bush's dad, Henry Ruggs, uh, the favorites, Colts, Keelan, uh, Keelan Cole, the Ravens, Josh Allen, Matt Canada, Sam Darnold, NFL kickers, the Chargers, the Raiders, Teddy Bridgewater, the Cardinals, Jamal Adams, Bengals, Bears fans, and fans in London. <laughs> I remember, like, all of these situations, too. It's kind of a cool year in review. Yeah, no, I, I, I like doing this. This is the first time we did Weeds a Week, and I'm definitely going to do it every year now. It's, yeah, I, yeah, it's a great, it's a great, it's a great title. Like, <laughs> Weeders Times Weeds of the Week. And now I have kind of know what I'm going to do at the end, so I can think about it strategically. Like I should give this guy another one. I should give this guy. Another one. <laughs> so all right, I'm I'm ready for next year for that already. All right, let's go to our 50 yarder though. Um, this will be the last 50 yarder moving forward. Um, they they just become so difficult when we get late in the year. So next year, what we're going to do is we're going to kind of do like if you want to attempt the 50 yarder, you just kind of announce it and you make some hot take. And then, I, like, the opposing person can either block it or they can be like, yeah, yeah, it's good. I think we should do that, but I also think we should do before season 50-yarder, mid-season 50-yarder, then this, last I'm week. I'm cool with that, yeah, yeah. Like a playoff 50-yarder. But uh, uh, do you want to go first with me? I, I, since I already started doing mine, I'll go first. Yeah. My 50-yarder is the Super Bowl is going to be Packers versus Steelers. So what's gonna happen? You're all in the instrumentality, dude. dude like all dude, the scenarios. Wait till I just get through the whole speech, the whole spiel there. I've been saying this for the last few days. Um, so as I said already, we're gonna beat the Chiefs. We're gonna we're go. Ben said we're gonna go out there and have fun, or not. He thinks we're gonna get killed. So they're gonna have a have let's have fun mentality. I think that's gonna help honestly help us against the Chiefs. Not, not overthinking, but just going out there, just having fun, just doing us. Maybe do some trick plays that get to them. We can beat the Chiefs. If we beat the Chiefs, we're playing the Titans, who we played already. Then we're playing possibly the Bengals in the AFC Championship, because that's how the brackets would go. The, the Bengals have to play the Bills, and they have to beat the Bills. That might be tough, but... ah, That's not bad. That's not, like, outlandish. But if the Patriots beat the Bills, I think that's even more realistic for the Bengals to win. I think, yeah, because the, they'd have the home game. I take the Bengals over the Pats, or they're not, uh, the, not the Bills, but I think the Pats can definitely beat the Bills because it's going to be a weird weather game. It's going to be Bengals versus Pats, and the Bengals win that. We're going to play the Titans, which we already did. We're going to win that. AAC Championship is going to be a little brother trying to beat Big Ben on his last season. We're going to say psych naw. Seven's going to get seven. Then we're going to go to the Super Bowl. It's going to be a rematch from Super Bowl 45. And not only is it going to be a rematch where the Steelers are going to win, Ben's going to retire on top. It's also going to be who gets Aaron Rodgers' game. And we're going to win, and we're going to get Aaron Rodgers. If the Packers win, they get Aaron Rodgers. 
Whoever wins gets Aaron Rodgers. Dude, get your tinfoil hat. Get your black and gold so, tinfoil so hat, man. I'm going to put all this on the graphic, too. <laughs> so, so Ben's going to win seven, on his way out, retire, Hall of Fame. Then Aaron Rodgers is like, yeah, I'd rather be over there. And then we're going to get a rematch from Super Bowl 45. We're going to get Aaron Rodgers, and we're going to be back-to-back Super Bowl champions. In the order. <laughs> Dude, so one thing I was kind of saying earlier, too, like, I can see if we played the Bengals in the AFC Championship game, the announcers saying something like, well, you know, it's hard to beat a team three games in a season. Yeah, because we already lost twice. We're not going to lose They always points. say that shit, and it's always right. It's always like, right. It's always right. It but is. Like, I think it would be tough for them to beat the Bills, and I don't know about the Packers making the Super Bowl. It could definitely happen, but it I, would be a hell of a story. But my but – my, Scenario doesn't have them beating the Bills. I have the Pats beating the Bills and the Bengals beating the Pats. Okay, okay. Because because I yeah, it's a weather game. Yeah, the weather game gets Belichick, and that's like little brother. That's like the same situation as the Steelers. Bengals is going to be like the uh, Pats ran this division forever. Now the Bills ain't there stepping up and thinking they're the shit. And the little their big brothers will put little brother back down. Mm-hmm. But the Bengals are going to beat them. Damn. That's my ends are fifty yard. All right, mine I've been kind of alluding to, but the Titans are going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm to the Steelers, but, like, with Derrick Henry coming back, I think he's just going to be a force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. No one's going to be able to stop him, just like he does every late season. And their defense is easily good enough to win a title. I think this team can go places, and this will be their year. Um, I would agree. If, if, if we lose to Chiefs, I agree. Yeah. Because we have, we have the Derrick Henry uh, combatant it. On our team. DJ Watt. No. Cam Hayward. No. Big hit Bobby Spillane. <laughs> we put him last year. Bud versus Bobby. Do you remember last year when Bobby Spillane lit them up when we played yeah. them? There was that one play, too, where uh, he met Derrick Henry on the one-yard line, and Derrick Henry did not move. It, like it, Derrick Henry hit a brick wall. Did we you have, make up Big Hit Bobby? I've, been, I've made it up then, but that's, I've been calling him. a good him, one. <laughs> I've been calling him Big Hit Bobby Spillane for the last <laughs> I like that. I like that. Kind of like big shot, uh, big shot, Bob. What's his Robert? No, um, what's the guy's name from the Lakers and the Spurs? And I can't think of his name right now. He's the one of the best players. Robert Ori. Uh, okay. Yeah, they called him Big Shot Bob because he'd always uh, make the big shot in the games in the NBA. I was thinking the wing joint, but okay. <laughs> so I started calling him Bobby Spillane, Robert Spillane, Bobby, Big Hit Bobby. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Especially after he wrecked Derrick Henry last year. All right, well, with that then, let's take it over to the Super Wild Card Weekend Pick'ems. All right. Pick'ems, So you got, you got the scores up here? Or the you got the games up? I do. I, I do. Tell me when you're ready. I'm ready. All right, so on Saturday at 4.30 p.m., we have the Las Vegas Raiders visiting the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are favored by five and a half. I feel like you're just sticking with your story. Absolutely. So I'm also going Bengals because mm-hmm. I think this will be like this. This will be the playoff win. Yeah, and this will be like the start of a future franchise to come. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree, Bengals. Yeah. The uh, home dog, they're the home dog. They got a good, pretty good defense, great running game. The Raiders, they just they're kind of just here. Yeah, they are absolutely. I I, I don't think they're actually going to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, next game we have in Buffalo, the Patriots versus the Bills. The Bills are favored by three and a half. Ooh. I'm going to pull up the weather. Hold on, give me a second. All right. Orchard Park, New York. 
on Sunday, it's going to be the low is going to be zero degrees. <laughs> oh, the low is going to be zero. There's it's supposed to be sunny, but the low is zero. The high is like twenty. Yeah, I feel like you're going Pats. We're talking about oh, is this Saturday, not Sunday? Saturday, or I was looking at Sunday. Saturday, the high is ten and the low is one, and it's partly cloudy at night. I'm going Patriots. Yeah, I figured you'd go Patriots. I'll go Bills. I think, I think they the learned Bills. their lesson from that last weather game, and I think they will bounce back this time. I think at the end of the day, they're the better team. Um, the only thing I worry about is their lack of a run game and what they're going to do about it. They've been known to like make something happen with Singletary, but let's see if it works. Out. I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I definitely get it. I just think can't. I, I'd rather go with the Pats in this situation because that's exactly what I want to happen. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to stick with that. All right, now let's take it over to Sunday. Sunday, 1 o'clock game, we have the Eagles in Tampa Bay versus the Bucks. The Bucks are eight-point favorites. I think the Eagles cover, but I'm going Bucks. I am also going to go Bucks here. I agree, especially because it's, it's in Tampa, you know. The Eagles had a good run, but they played a bunch of shitty teams. Like, I, I don't think they're actually going to do The Eagles played the Bucks close throughout this, in this earlier season. So yeah. I, I wouldn't count them out for a loss or a win here. Um, I think they have a, I think they have like a legitimate shot, but Remember last I, it's year. not enough for me to pick them. I know I agree with the they're going to cover. I think they're going to keep it close. Remember last year too, with when they played the Washington football team, mm-hmm. Washington kept them really close. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, next I think four, like a twenty-seven, twenty-four. Yeah, because I remember Heineke making like a diving two-point conversion or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, sun, uh, Sunday midday is 49ers versus the Cowboys in Dallas. The Cowboys are three-point favorites. I'm going 49ers. Really? Yeah, I'm going 49ers. I think the Cowboys, they haven't beaten a playoff team, and I think this 49ers team is just incredibly just talented right now, and they're killing it with the ball. You know I, what? I'll go 49ers with you. The competition okay. is over. I don't really care about the differences at this point because we're, we're in playoffs now. I agree with you, though. You convinced me. No, yeah, I mean, I just – I always thought the Cowboys were frauds, but I, I I, think you're right about this game at least. If the Cowboys were playing anybody else, I'd probably take the Cowboys. But they're playing the hottest team in the NFL right now, and they're the only team that hasn't beaten a playoff team. Sure, that's play, like – that's a recipe for disaster right there for the Cowboys. And if I think they they're going to lose. If they a rematch of two weeks ago, I'd take the Cowboys over Cardinals, and I'd take Cowboys over – I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Um, then Sunday night game, we have the Stellars versus the Chiefs. Chiefs, 13-point favorites. I mean, I still think the Steelers are going to cover, but i I, I got to go Chiefs for the... Yeah, you don't want to fuck it up now. You don't want to go for the Steelers now. No, yeah, I can't. I, can't, I, I took the, I took the uh, Ravens last week. I can't, you know. That's true. I can't uh-huh. win the curse on the playoff run. Yeah, I agree. You can't You can't mess with us. You can't mess with the You got to sacrifice the points. Absolutely. Uh... Yeah, I'm going Stellars. The Monday night, first time ever there's a Monday night night game uh, for the playoffs. It is the Cardinals in L.A. versus the Rams. I'm going Rams. Okay, I'll go Cardinals. I'm fine yeah, with that. I'm going Rams. I think it's really a pick em. I think it is, and I think we had last year the first time a team won the Super Bowl in their home stadium, and I think the Rams are going to at least make it close so that they could. Yeah, you know, the Cardinals, I mean, they don't have DeAndre Hopkins, but they've been doing fine without him for, well, not really, actually. It's kind of been horrible. But they might get J.J. Watt back. 
back. And there, uh, James Conner has a little bit more rest now, so maybe he'll be like fully back in his good mm-hmm. form there. Um, Kyler Murray, I think he could step up in this situation. I don't know. I, I really do think it's a pick him. So if, um, say all three favorites win, who, what are the seeding on that? So the Rams are four. No. They're the fourth? I'm looking. No, the Cowboys are, wait. No, Rams are fourth. Rams are fourth. So yeah. They beat the Cardinals, they played the Packers. Yeah. Okay. That's not bad for you. For your take. Yeah, for the Packers. You know, yeah. I want the Rams to actually win. I don't think the Steelers are actually going to win. I like the Rams. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, so we have three differences. You have the Pats, I have the Bills. You have the Steelers, I have the Chiefs. And you have the Rams, I have the Cardinals. Yes, sir. All right, with that, let's take it over to Pop Culture. Yeah. So I take the tank, fly it right up to the General's Palace, drop it at his feet. I'm like, boom, you looking for this? All right. Let's get into pop culture. We're going to lead off with some movie news first here. Uh, first up, I don't know if you saw this, but Scream 5 got a 9, point, 9 out of 10 on IGN. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I, I heard it was really good. I'm yeah, honest, like, but. it's, it's kind of getting me in the mood to, like, check out all the Scream movies. Because, like, I'm familiar. I watched the first one. I don't think I watched the second one, or I don't remember it. And then I don't think I watched the third or fourth. But, I mean, like, I heard it's bad after the first one. Huh? I heard the after the first one it was bad, and then this. Yeah, so I don't know. I might I might check it out. I don't know. We'll see. It's gonna be one of those like spur of the moment decisions by me. Yeah, you you gotta wait till there's more fan reviews. Yeah, yeah, I think I'll do that probably. Um, and, and then Becky's rejoicing or rejoicing everywhere because Jason Momoa split from his wife uh, Lisa Bonet. Yeah, Bonet. Bonet, is that it? Yeah. So she's she's. Dudes are rejoicing because she's still fucking fine for her age. I wasn't wasn't for me whenever I saw her. Oh, she was in the Cosby Show. Oh, she was. Yeah, she's one. Of the, she's like the oldest daughter. Um, I think she was uh Raven Simone's mom on that show near the end. Whenever Raven oh, Simone and and she she was married to Lenny Kravitz first. She's Zoe Kravitz's mom. Yeah, yeah. I remember hearing that. Yeah, but she's been a while. <laughs> she kept his mom, and she still looks like the way she does it. That's insane. That's insane. That's fair. That's fair. That's insane. Yeah. But regardless, Jason Moe, you're right. Jason Moe's going to go on a tear. Mm-hmm. He's going to go on a tear. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, did you catch the Jackass Forever new trailer, like the final trailer? I did. Uh, me, me and Josh kind of went on the movie. I think it played before. If not, I've seen it. I've seen it, so. It, it looks good, man. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm all excited for it. Yeah, I am too. And apparently, Knoxville confirmed Bam Majera will be in the movie despite the uh, being fired thing. Thank God. Thanks. It's kind of wild. It wasn't a deal breaker for me. Way. It wasn't deal breaker for me. But I always like Bam. I always like yeah. the Westchester group with like Ryan Dunn, Bam, all those guys. So I, I'm glad to see he, he's in it at least a little bit. I just kind of miss that kind of like comedy. You know, oh, I feel yeah. like I haven't seen that type in a while. The only thing I don't like, I hate, like, potty humor. Uh, yeah, the, yeah like, when it gets gross, it gets gross. But, like... I hate gross. I like... I love I love the ones, like... Did you see with the... What is it? The, like, the water truck or the ice cream, ice cream truck? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the he's like, yeah, can I get this? And, like, this big inflatable yeah. thing smacks him in the face. 
Yes, that's funny. <laughs> and then he's like, no, 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 like actually give him a water now or whatever. And then something comes out of like the the gas tank <laughs> and hits him in the nuts. And I was losing it. <laughs> like that's yeah. got a slapstick humor I love. Dude, and I'm just, I can't wait for that, to see that on the big screen. I know it was in this trailer, but it was in the first one too. But whenever MGK like is on it, like they're on the bike. Is that MGK? Yeah, they're no, on the bike. The giant hand. I just thought it was some other bike. skater kid, you know? No, oh, yeah, when they slap the people off the bike. Yeah. Yeah, that's MGK. <laughs> oh, shit. That's so funny. It's like a race. That is going to be funnier so now. Funny. Whoever loses gets thrown in the pool by the hand. Then Eric, Eric, I think Eric, wasn't Eric Andre in the ice cream truck skit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, they're going to have guests like Eric Andre and MGK on it. It's going to be even better. Yeah, it's going to be sweet, man. I can't wait. But um, then the only other thing I had was they gave Matt Reeves' Batman uh, rating a PG-13. That's I don't like that, but I still think the movie's gonna be good. But I was hoping for an R. I yeah, I think a lot of people were. So there's a little bit of backlash coming from it, but I still think it'll be good. I, I don't. I don't think I still think it'll be good. I, I only the only thing is like I'm not one of those big like it's PG-13. It's gonna suck like those type of weird weirdos like neckbeard people. I really don't care. I think PG-13 can be a good movie. It's just like you can get a lot more gritty when it's R. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think that people were hoping for because it looks really dark and gritty. But I still think it can be dark and gritty without being R. Yeah, I think the only time I thought it should be like a movie should be R was the Deadpool movie. I think Deadpool, and then I'm cool with because he cusses so much, and you gotta just allow it. Like you yeah. can't not have him cuss all the time. And I was happy that Joker was too because that yeah. really meant that he's gonna get really psychotic. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's all I have for movies, though. Anything you want to toss in? Oh, and, and uh, Logan being R was sweet, too. Yeah, that was good, too, yeah. So, some movies, like, I, I get the the fight for the R rating, but this one, I, I'm i not really that too in agreement with the, you know, all oh, this needs to be R rated. Yeah. Um, dude, just, just before getting into it, I, I hit the trifecta. I hit the triple crown. I was moving for movies, uh, TV, and music. Really? All right, all right. And the trifecta. Movies, me, Josh Kent's one's called Licorice Pizza. Um, it's getting a lot of good reviews, all that stuff. I think I think overall we both liked it. It was very funny and very entertaining the entire time. But it was one of those more of a capturing a moment in time than there's not really plot. It's more of like, here are these people who live this time at this time out here. Okay. The plot was very, like, not straight like, at all. Like, you know? I've never seen Juno, but I'm imagining, yes. Adventureland? Like, yeah. Like how it's just more of the people who work at the amusement park. Yeah, like a period piece. Plot. Is that what's called, period piece? Yeah, it's, it's not really like a set plot. Like, the plot is that this guy and this girl like each other. And the whole movie is them just, like, just living life while liking each other. It's weird. <laughs> but it's good. Yeah, you still uh, like me? Yeah. All right, cool. cool. I still like you. weird. Because I think this is, I think this is probably not spoiler because you can probably read this more. The boy's fifteen and she's twenty five. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah, that's that's creepy. Imagine it was no, it's mad creepy. But imagine it was reverse a twenty five year old dude and a fifteen year old <laughs> chick. That's nuts. All right, they hook up before he's eighteen. Uh, dude, it ends. I'm not gonna spoil, but it ends with them kissing. <laughs> oh, so they didn't hook up then? Okay. I mean, they, I think that was implied. It ends on a kiss. Well, yeah, but, like, is he 18 when the movie's over? No. It's, like, one of those where it, like, takes him through time. No, he's 15. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. It, like, all takes place in, like, a month or something. Good for him. 
Yeah. It is the 70s. It is California. Times are different. <laughs> but what, All right, though. But what's even creepier is I actually looked this up after the fact. Um, so it's like a guy playing 15 year old and a girl playing 25. But those weren't their real ages. The real ages while shooting this film was she was 30 and he was 17. Even better for him. I know. Good it's job, Phil, kid. It's Phil uh, Seymour Hoffman, whatever his name. Uh, his son. Philip Seymour Hoffman's son was the boy. That's why he, you know, he's got the name. He's like, yeah. He probably had a great agent. He killed it. He killed it. They both killed it. All the actors killed it, and it was very funny. Most of the times, one of the issues is the plot, because it's really a plot. The only thing on the plot is a 15-year-old tries to get a 25-year-old and succeeds. That's the plot. Okay. <laughs> I might, I might check it out. I think it will be a movie I stream and not go to. I, I, I would rec- I'd recommend that. I'd recommend yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, right. Like, unless you had nothing to do and you have a cheap movie ticket, I'd, you, yeah, I'll do it. That's fine. I'd suggest that. But it's a movie you can wait and see. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's take it over to TV. First up, the book of Bubba Fett. Bubba. Um, episode three, what are your thoughts? I liked it. Um, yeah. I think last episode's better. I think last episode's still the best so far. Uh, I think this episode was better than last. Yeah, because you're very anti-Tuscan Raider, which you probably clapped out loud. You probably cheered whenever that you found that they're all dead. <laughs> I, I I didn't cheer. I was just like, all right, cool. Like we're moving past this Tuscan Raider. All right, cool. Children and women and children murdered. Cool. All right, dude. <laughs> all right. Uh. I see. I like. I really like that story plot, and I liked. I still like that story plot. Um, I just thought this one was really good. Don't get me wrong. I just liked. I really liked the train heist. Yeah, really yeah. like that. But but regardless, uh, I thought this episode was really good. My only complaint with the series so far, which I talked to you about, I talked to my our buddy Josh about. Um, it. I, I didn't really love the scene with the Wookiee because because I think he's badass. I think it was really sweet. Then whenever the people came in to help him, like the the ruffians that Boba Fett basically adopted, which I liked that they came in and helped, but I think they just made the fight like way from exciting with Boba getting his ass kicked, but like kind of like surviving by like picking up things and being fighting to like hey let's circle him and just take one at a time shots at him until the thing's over. Yeah, I didn't like that part. Like I thought it could have been way it could have been done better with the same results. Like they were coming and helping. I think it could have been done better. But I also kind of hate how they just gave him away at the end. They said, yeah, get out of here, kid. He'll like, get back. Yeah, I don't think that. He's that guy that shows up like uh, Steve Buscemi in Billy Madison. I don't shows up at the end. It's like, they, like I'm, glad I, I'm glad I sent this guy to his freedom. Yeah, I'm glad I called that guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I, I also can also see it not. Just never coming back. Just like all the huts. The huts, I thought, was going to be the big bad. And then next thing you know, they turn around and say, all right, cool, we're done with you because we don't get involved with the pipes. See ya. Then just leave. <laughs> like, it's like the last episode set up, like, this Wookiee and the uh, huts being, like, the big problem. Then, like, by the, before even the end of the third episode, like, yeah, never mind. Like, it might have been a whole episode later. Like, oh, we're out. Do you think it's actually the pikes that are, like, the the thing? The no. box boss? No, and I have, that's the, what I have for TV. Okay, because I kind of think that it's going to be uh, Amelia Clark. That's exactly what I have. Okay, okay. Because in my evidence is that the Pikes in this series, so the Pikes in Clone Wars and Solo and all the time you saw Pikes before this, they had, I'm sure you, I'm not sure pictures, you can just look at, they had this crest. Oh, fuck. A little bit back. 
Yeah. Oh, oh that's still bad. Oh, whatever. Wait, go above your shirt. Yeah. I'll st- that's not good. I'll, so, I'll, they, had, they had a pike symbol. If I turn off my background, it's fine. I don't think I'm with it. Um, but, so, it was, like, more of a, like a diamond-looking crest, right? Okay. Um, but then in the show, they had a more circular crest, the same style, but a circular crest instead of a diamond crest. And I picked up, I was like, wait, why is that different? Like, why is it being weird? And I looked up the Crimson Dawn crest, which is where Millie Clark's in charge of, and that's a circle. So, I'm thinking the Pikes are still part of, like, that little, like, alliance they had of Crimson Dawn, but it's been so far moved from where we saw it last with Solo and Clone Wars and stuff that it's just kind of, like, the Pikes are, like, the Crimson Dawn. So their crest turned from, like, the diamond shape to the circle shape while still sticking with some Pike-ness, and realistically, you go to the top of the Fuji and it's Mila Wait, I don't think time timeline-wise that work out. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, like, 20 years after. Or not 20 years, like 10 years after this. But, well, Solo, Solo? Solo, he was like young. Solo was way before New Hope. Yeah. That's what Crimson Dawn, last time we saw Crimson Dawn. This is after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I don't know if it could be Amelia Clark, actually. It's like 10 years. That's more than 10 years. No, no way. Yeah, Solo. By the end of Solo, Han Solo is a grown man. Han Solo is only, like, maybe a little bit less than 10 years older than Luke. So that happened, like, maybe five years before New Hope. Okay, let's say five years before New Hope. I'm going to look it up exactly where it is in the timeline. So that yeah, let's, but let's get count on that. Not, I don't know, because she has to be at least old. When did Solo take place? And she has to be super old. Uh, no. I don't know if you could throw Amelia Clark in there for that role. You could throw in an older lady and say she's the same person. No, but she wouldn't be an old, old lady. But Hans, uh, uh, Hans Silla being an old person was way after this. This is right yeah, after Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, it happened, uh, the uh, Solo story happened not in 10 to 9 years before New Hope. Okay, that's not bad. So it'd be like a 15 to 20, no, 15... Years before. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm back on. I'm back on board. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else? Think about, oh. Luke and the, think about Luke and Mandalorian. That, he yeah. wasn't that much. That was a little bit after Return of the Jedi. The thing with me for this episode, so I I was kind of like, whenever they trapped, uh, what's his name, the Wookiee? Yeah, uh, a Black Callister or something like that. Yeah, something like that. When they trapped him in the Rancor pit, I was like, are they actually going to use this thing as, like, the rancor for Boba's reign? You know what I mean? Like, whenever somebody comes in, they throw him in the trap. Is this uh, Wookiee down here? Oh, that'd be sweet. Like, it's just like, yeah, we trapped him down there, and he's just kind of fending for food trying to survive. It'd be really dark for Disney, but, like, I was like, that'd be kind of cool. See, the, the Boba Fett's character this series is not that type of person to do. Yeah, and then he traded him, then he, like, gave him away, but then they pulled up with a rancor, and I was like, oh, okay, we got an actual rancor. Let's go. That's great. Like, but, we're back. Like, that would have been sweet because in the comics that Wookiee was big in the gladiating. Like, he was a gladiator. Yeah, yeah they mentioned that. Too. They mentioned it in the show. Yeah, but he was a gladiator, so that would have made sense if you'd like basically go down here and fight people. Say. Yeah, maybe maybe not you just like eat you, but like maybe he like just beats the shit out of you. And then he gets food whenever he does. Yeah. <laughs> but like yeah, like it's only kinda like maybe he runs like a gambling ring with it, you know? Mm-hmm. But um yeah, when you got the rank where I was kind of like, this is awesome now. And Danny Trejo. 
That was a sweet game, yeah. Being like, yeah, he, it's, he'll imprint yourself in his eyesight. You'll be the first person he sees. I was like, that's kind of cool. Yeah, dude, he's like, I'm going to ride it. That's yeah, can I ride it? It's like, well, I guess. He's like, yeah, let's do it. He's going to ride a Rancor at some point. Yeah, some point this season. Um, and then I also like the came from the Moisture Farmer guy. From mm-hmm. College Ball, Office Space, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, mm-hmm. uh, other things, too, I forget. Yeah, yeah, some good cameos this week. Um, anything else from Bo- Boba Fett? No. All right. Let's take it over. Um, well, we didn't get a chance to see the Peacemaker show yet, but it dropped uh, today. So mm-hmm. it dropped the first three episodes. They're all, like, 45 minutes of pop, I think. I've been hearing good things, like, from online critics, not like any of my friends that have watched it, but I'm going to watch it, so we'll, we'll have a breakdown next week. Nice. You're going to watch it, too? Oh, yeah, I'm going to watch it probably as soon as we're done with this. All right, all right. And then uh, next up I had, apparently they dropped a trailer for the spinoff show for Big Mouth called Human Resources. It's essentially going to take place on the, like, um, I don't, is it, I don't know what the hell it is. <laughs> this world of all of the personalities and hormone monsters and all that shit. I don't know what it's called. I don't really. It's called I, Human Resources. I don't mean like the world you're talking about. Talking yeah, about. I don't know what the world's called. But it's like all of those characters is going to be a show. Yeah. And I, I think that could be pretty good. Um, I, I Yeah, I, I kind of is out on Big Mouth, but. Oh yeah, you're not a big big mouth guy. I used to be. I was, I liked it. I was kind of tired of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last thing I had, RIP to Bob Saget. Uh, Unexpectedly yeah. passed away this past uh, week. Um, everybody from like Full House and all that's commenting, reaching out to. Um, sucks, man. It it sucks. It's, it's been a brutal New Year already with the celebrity deaths. I know. Well, Bay White was what New Year's Eve, right? Yeah, yeah. I, kind I, of, I count that. I count, I count that. That's, that's a 2022. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, it sucks. Yeah, he's he was great. I'm. Uh, I just I KFC Radio was talking about him when he died in like that, the the podcast, and I just kind of like, I was like, oh, that's sad. Then when they started like, listing everything, you might know him from this, this, and this. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was I was like, oh yeah, he's from Full House. That's cool. But also, old America's twenty some videos. Then his whole arc and entourage was hilarious. So funny. And then <laughs> and then they did the uh, was it uh, the Dave Chappelle movie went too high or whatever when he has yeah. like your second dick for weed. <laughs> that was one of the funniest scenes ever. <laughs> was, yeah, Bob Saget was great. His stand up was good too. If you ever get a chance to check it out, it's one I never have. But I, I knew I love it. His old stand-up was, like, hilarious. Because, like, that's what you would remember him from is, like, fucking Full House. And you see his stand-up, you're like, holy shit, this guy's hilarious. Like, I know. I, I, I do want to check out his stand-up. It's so funny. I bet. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll throw it on, like, Netflix or something in the, you know, in memoriam for him. Yeah. Uh, but that was all I had for TV. What do you want to throw in? Um, They released the trailer for that Bel Air show. Obviously, they made the little teaser before, but they dropped a full-length trailer. Yeah. It... See, it just sucks because I think it has, does look like a good show, but it sucks because it's like, since it's what a show I like as a comedy, trying to be serious, it makes it corny to me. I, I hear that. I think we were in disagreement when we were first seeing the information about it. Like, I thought it was going to be good, and you thought you were like, think it would be shitty. But yeah. I feel like that with that mindset, you would think it's, sh- you know, you, you would expect to think it's shitty. 
Yeah, but it's see, it's not so much. I I watch since I watched this trailer, I actually think it would be a good TV show if it wasn't based on a sitcom that I love because mm-hmm. it's like the little tropes they have that make made serious. Like Jeffrey is just like a super serious like. What's up, I'm Jeffrey? Like, but Brent, it's like it's weird. He's like yeah. a badass. He's like a badass butler named Jeffrey. And Uncle Phil's like this not the big fat guy who's making jokes as well. Like he's like a like a once again like a buff looking like bald dude's like everybody's buff. You gotta get your shit together. You gotta get your shit together. And Carlton's not like a goofy like hey, hey guy. He's, he's a buff. Guy. I'm gonna run this. I'm gonna run this city one day. It's like geez. <laughs> It looks like a good show. Yeah, I'll check out the trailer. I didn't get a chance to look at it. Yeah, just, when you're watching, no, my opinion is it looks like a good show if it wasn't based on Fresh Prince because it's trying to make it more, what's it called? Mm-hmm. Serious. Like, for another example, in the trailer, you know, the theme song, whenever the ball hits off the rim and hits a guy, and that's what starts a fight? Yeah. This Will, like, chucks a ball at his head, and a gun gets pulled, and the cops get him and push him down the ground, and it's, like, a very dramatic scene. You yeah. Know, I remember it as, like, uh, them going... Like like making a little goofy like fight where he's spinning around in his head. This yeah, one's true. It'll be it'll be weird to come from the comedy first. Same scene, but like Will pulls a gun on them instead. It's like nuts. It's just like that's what I mean. But the whole trailer just looks like it's the whole trailer makes it look like it's just a little stuff that you I laughed at in the past. Yeah, it's yeah. super serious. It's just weird to me. Gotcha. Um. Yeah, all right. Well, let's take it over to music. Um. Before we get into jams. Did you see uh, Drake? Yes, that was great. That was a genius move. Genius move. So Drake is apparently facing a lawsuit from a former ex-Instagram baddie um, that he was uh, having relations with one night. And when he, I guess he went to the bathroom or whatever, and he put hot sauce into his used condom to essentially kill all the sperm cells in there. I get, however much time later passed, the Instagram girl went into the, I get garbage or whatever to get the used condom, went to insert it into her coochie and fucking was like, oh, it's like on fire. <laughs> it's all because it's hot sauce. She a genius move. Dude, props to Drake, man. That's a, like, that's just karma. Like, you know, like you can't, you can't blame Drake for that. That was your own doing. You know what I mean? You asked for any consequences coming your way in that situation. That's not on Drake at all. Yeah. Like, just don't shove random shit up your coochie, you know? Yeah, especially, right. like, trying to get a baby. Did she try to – she literally tried to pull one over on Drake, and Drake got the best of her, so she's suing him. That's essentially what happened. Makes no sense. Makes zero sense. And there's no she's way – come through with it. There's no way she's going to win that. No. No shot in hell. No. It, it was just for clout. Really? Yeah. That's all it was. Um, but did you have anything for music before we get into jams? Well, I have for music as a jam. Okay, okay. So let's go over to jams of the week. Um, first up, The Weeknd dropped a uh, a new album, actually. It's mm-hmm. called Dawn FM. It's actually pretty good. Like, I mean, it's, it's kind of like the same vibe we've been hearing from The Weeknd, really. I I could see how people could say like one song kind of sounds like them all on the same album, but the whole premise is it's essentially like you're listening to a radio station. Uh-huh. Like if you listen to the whole album from start to finish, it's like you're listening to the radio with the weekend songs coming in periodically, which is kind of cool for me. Um, uh-huh. So I think if you're gonna listen to the album, definitely listen to it all the way through. 
Okay, because I haven't, because I was in the hopes of, like, just hearing what songs are good before I listen to the whole album. Yeah, yeah. So, um, the, well, there's, we knew about Take My Breath Away. Mm. That one was already out. Yeah, we heard that. The two that I really fucked with from the album, one was Sacrifice. It's a good vibe. It's a good vibe. I like it. Um, and then I also had Here We Go Again featuring Tyler the Creator, which was kind of like slow, but when Tyler the Creator got into it, that's But then Tyler gets into it. Then uh, there's also there's another one with Lil Wayne. I heard you're married, featuring Lil Wayne. Then Lil Wayne comes in. But overall, I think it was, it was a good listen. I'd recommend those songs. Um, I also had, uh, this was expiration day. It's a little slow, but, uh, I kind of caught the vibe with it. I just like the beat. I don't know. Yeah. It's a good vibe for me. Uh, this one though, I think this will probably be your jam of the week. Um, million dollars worth the game, two chains and forty-two Doug. What's the song called? Uh, dollars worth of the game. Uh, million dollars worth of game. There's there some good T-Chains lines in there for you. Yeah, I didn't hear it, or I would have had one prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think uh, if we're not going to give it to the weekend for one of the album songs, I think it's a million dollars worth of a game. No, it's not. All right, what do you got? My jam of the week is Add it to the playlist. Ready? Here's mine. Yeah. They dropped a new version for this playoff. Babe. Oh, they did. Throw it on the playlist. Yeah, oh, it's on Spotify because because so backstory. Yeah, the guy who makes this Roger Wood didn't think we were gonna get in, so he wasn't prepared. So it dro- just dropped today, like halfway through the day, super late in the week, because he wasn't prepared for it. Wow. So I'm sure it's gonna be on Spotify tomorrow or Saturday. Yeah, yeah. They all are, but yeah, this one has a uh, nausea in it. It has uh, it has a uh, fryer in it. That's great, yeah. yeah. That's great. 
at high, they added Highsmith and the defensive side. Um, no, yeah, so they, that just dropped today. So it has to be Jam of the Week. All right, all right, all right. I'll get to that then. Um, your Jam of the Week. Here we go, Steelers, the 2021 to 2022 edition. Yeah, um, I, I thought I would pick the two James on. All right, all right. Um, but let's take it over to the wrap up. Yeah, another week in the books. Uh, that was such a weird intro for it. Was yeah. Uh, next week we'll be back in person. I got new tires today, so don't worry about that. Uh, two of these for sale, seven dollars a piece. Uh, thank you to uh, Kent's painting, Bob Kent's painting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we follow, the intro. follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at JJ Sports. Like us on, I mean, follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. The two chains line of the week. I'll look through the new song for new ones. Before, but the one I have today, I keep my hose in check. You buy Nike for yours. Say that one. Say they want the loud. I'm going to bring the noise. This doesn't rhyme, but I don't know if that's how it is. But I thought it was funny. I keep my hose right, in check. Yeah. You buy yours at Nike or whatever. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Good shit. Peace. Peace out. In case you couldn't tell, I guess I'm doing well. This is just part of our survival. She said that I don't care As she swept back her hair I guess this isn't our revival The ocean view gets me every time I know I'm out of line But I know that it gets better Come on, show me a sign As we're dancing here In the perfect silent weather Dance all night to the beep, beep, beep Feeling the sand on your feet, feet, feet when the sun rises, take a seat, seat, seat Only then will you know what I mean Baby, you're messing up my phrasing These questions that you're raising Just know you really drive me fucking crazy And even though I like your state of mind Right, girl, wrong time Baby, you could have been my lady Making me all hazy Time has passed, the days are moving fast We need to get to where we're going No matter where you go, even a stone's throw The things you learn are always showing Oh baby, I think I know why You aren't left behind, these things are contradicting I know somewhere that I will pass you by With a sunset in the sky, do you know what I'm saying? Dance all night to the beep, beep, beep Feeling the sand on your feet, feet, feet When the sun rises, take a seat, seat, seat Only then will you know what I mean Baby, you're messing up my phrasing These questions that you're raising Just know you really drive me fucking crazy And even though I like your state of mind Right, girl, wrong time Baby, you could have been my lady.
生。